This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hey yo, Brent watching movies with Chris and Cam and talking shit about the movies with the fam. Special guest Patreon picks in the best commentary on movies because we keeping it fresh. What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent. I'm Anita. And this is the home video hustle where we do what? You see, the thing is, too, I know you don't like saying hustle, motherfucking hustle, but you know we got that second one you can always bring out, too. Oh, then I got to spell. H-U-S-T-L-E, <laughs> hustle. The laziness <laughs> is strong here, folks, not the force. Those are yeah, two different I versions. I did forget about the other one. That's, I'll what, have to, that's I'll the have secret to weapon, people. Next time. That's, the, see, that's what I'm saying. That's like the weapon of mass destruction. That's the secret. People don't remember that one. If you forget that one, you can always say that. Yeah. Or if you're not a fan of the vulgarity of saying motherfucking, you can say H-U-S-T-L-E, hustle. Motherfucking hustle. You can mix them together. Now you're doing too much. Nah, I never, never too much. Didn't Luther Vandross tell you that? <laughs> what you sipping on? A long drink. Long drink. The drink of choice. The drink of champions in this household, apparently. Mm. The addiction is real. It's all thanks to Mario Del Barrio. Mm. Got his hip to that shit. I know. I'm a little... I felt, I got it for tradition, but I'm a little alcoholed out after this weekend. I know it's been a lot of alcohol this weekend. Shout out to Nicole. Happy birthday. As we're recording this, is the day after. Happy birthday to you. Is that your go-to birthday song? It's my favorite. Oh, Okay. I don't really like when people sing happy birthday, so I'm not a huge fan of it in general. But I think that one, it's a little bit more fun, you know? You know it's the most fun one. Mm, what? Yes, sir. That's the one we sing in our household in Ohio. I love to see you sing you love to see me sing this? I've done it. Actually, require you to sing this. Oh, you your birthday. Go, Nita. It's your birthday. Go, Nita. It's your birthday. It fits so perfect, too. That's the best part. You know you like that one. It's your birthday. Go, Anna. It's your birthday. 
Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, that's that's the birthday song. When they were at the Usher show, they were asking if it was anyone's birthday, and they played this song. For this them. one? Yeah. Oh, see, they, I sure know what's up. <laughs> or Usher, DJ. Usher or his DJ. DJ Shout out to whoever's DJ. DJ Mustard or something. Oh, that's who it was? I think so. DJ Mustard, uh, he made all those songs that sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't okay. even a diss. Like, legitimately, they all sound the fucking... I'm fuck pretty it. sure that was the DJ though, that does his concerts. I'm like 95% sure. It's a DJ Mustard type beat. I was trying to find... There was actually... Oh, it says, how good was the Mustard era in music? Listen to these songs and tell me it don't sound the same. What's that on that beat? Oh. Uh, exactly. Uh huh. He has a style. That's I guess that's his signature. Stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. That's the only song somebody actually genuinely like. I wonder why. They all sound the same. Yeah, I ain't knocking it. Agreeing with you, it look it made him money. I ain't hating. Yeah, no, I'm saying like you. I take all that money. I mean, a lot of the there's producers I like where you can dishes and Pharrell's another one. Pharrell, you can always tell Pharrell beat. Hey, you got a style. But that one in particular, that one was like no every Stick fucking. Stick with what song. you know. It worked for me. We'll see how far it gets you. Anita and her homegirls was on the dance floor shaking ass to every one of them songs. Probably. Bag it up. Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you, I like the the Big Sean was the one. I will, I will back that one, though. Cause okay. I don't fuck with you, you little stupid ass bitch. I ain't fucking with you. You know, I like that one. One moment for my rapper. Sorry. Okay. Zero. Oh, no, that's, edit that it's, it, no, it's ASMR, and I'm leaving it in now. <laughs> I'm actually here. You know, I'm going to turn, turn it all the way up. Yeah. Oh. Ow. Oh, is it too loud? I was, okay, I'm sorry. My own eardrums. Oh, I was fine. I'm here. <laughs> And your volume, oh, your volume's not, oh, your volume is higher than mine. Oops. Thank you. <laughs> Slightly. Because sure. mm-hmm. PJ liked his shit loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll turn it down a little bit. There you go. Mm-hmm. For his little old man ears. Actually, whoever you. He's Mike. such a little old man. I love it. PJ? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, they call me old school. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't realize the whole time PJ was the real old school. Mm-hmm. Shout out to PJ. Shout out to PJ. PJ, if you listen, I tried to call you. You didn't answer your phone. I don't appreciate that, son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody's answering my calls. You know what? Actually, I will say. Just an update, too, because I'm sure people have been wondering. Chris just talked to him. Uh, he got a laptop. Or I don't know if he got a laptop. He said he got a computer. I don't know which, what that means if he got a laptop or a computer. But he got a computer. He just ain't got a microphone yet. He's working on that part. So Chris is still coming back at some point. Does he need a microphone? Yeah, yeah, actually. I mean, he ain't got to have an expensive-ass microphone. Like, me and PJ started with the $50 one, and everybody's like, oh, y'all just sounds so good. I'm like, yes. But I record with two complex all the time over my phone. Well, Pete, all right, he wants to he wants to do it that way. I told him that too. He's like, "Oh, it's not gonna sound as good over the phone." I'm like, oh, okay. Chris is professional. Oh, okay. Hashtag. So Chris is that's my man. He's like, "No, I'm gonna do it right." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "I appreciate you, Chris." That's sweet. So give him a little bit more time. Okay. And you know what it's time for? It is time. It's not Vader time. It's episode three hundred and eight. Watch the movie called Mobsters. Why? Well, because this is Patreon pick number forty four from my mama. 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 Wanted me to watch Mobster. It's one of her favorites. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I know we've told the story about her before, but she is the mafia connoisseur. The way, like, I have a whole. I had a whole bookcase that was all mystery science theater stuff that was full. She has a whole bookcase that's all mafia stuff and it's full. <laughs> Movies, you know, every season of The Sopranos. I bootlegged her 
like a whole collection of the Untouchable series from the 90s or late 80s, whichever one it was. It's never been released, but she got them all. You're welcome, mama. Um, and y'all didn't hear that either. I'm just saying, if y'all would release it on DVD, I wouldn't have to go through these means. If you don't make it available, I will make it available myself, goddammit. And, you know, stuff like that. She got books. I bought her, like, the gangster cookbook one time. I've, oh, my gosh. Or was it Sopranos? It was something about, like, all that stuff. Because, like, as we see in this movie, the Italian folks, they love to eat in these movies, in these TV shows. And there's a whole recipe book for that ass out there. <laughs> I even got her some, um, they were they were shot glasses, but they had mug shots of all the, like, actual real dudes' faces. I think Lucky oh, Luciano was one of them. And then I got her some, um, it was like... You, what do you call it? It was like a mold, an ice cube mold, but it made them shape like bullets. <laughs> so all like my, my, my mom is hardcore. Like even she even loves like the old 1930s like gangster movies with James Cagney and Eric G. Robinson. You know, you know, all that type of shit. She loves all that stuff. So that's why I was surprised her first Patreon pick was 16 Candles, which threw me the fuck off. I thought it was gonna be this or Scar. Well, we did Scarface already, so she can't give me that. But I, I'm surprised it took this long. I think this is actually no, cause Scarface. I was gonna say it's our first like real gangster movie, but Scarface counts, I think. That's more like drug movie, but it's still gangster. This is like our first like old school gangster style movie, I'll say that. It took us this long to get to one. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of them. I thought I had this one, but I guess I didn't. But thanks to mama, we getting it in there. We might have to see if mom answered the phone later. I got some questions for her too. Ooh. Yeah, we're gonna do that. I was gonna keep it a surprise, but no, I'm gonna just go throw it out there now because then I'll fuck around and forget. And then uh, I, I'll remind you. There you go. That's why I did it, folks. So, this movie came out in 1991. It is as old as we are. Yay. An hour and 44 minutes long, which is funny. An hour and 44 minutes for Patreon pick number 44. It's like <laughs> it was meant to be, folks. How much do you think this cost to make? Oh yes, sir. Um, 60000 $60,000? Yeah. Wrong! Now, this costs some millions, girl. Really? These are like big... Well, Name name actors. I don't know how big they were. A few of them are big. It didn't feel that expensive. Well, there's. I mean, we'll talk about it. Okay. I do agree with you. Um. Okay. Ooh. Millions. Five million. Wrong. Twenty three million dollars wow. to make mobsters. I mean, other than like the costuming, there was a nice. That's yeah, suits in there. The I love the suits. Nice. The suits were nice. How much do you think it made though? You think this was a hit? You never heard of this before, right? No. Keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, hint. But for me to never hear something is also not. That's true. You're not a big yeah, mafia kind of sort. Like I know your mom wouldn't like mine making you watch this no. as a kid and nothing like that. So I had to follow the age, <laughs> the age spectrum. So you was watching Spirited Away, <laughs> and I was watching Monsters. That explains so much, don't it? Um. Wait, how much did you say it cost? Twenty three. 23. Jordan. I'm going to say 43. Wrong! Lower. Lower. Um, 22. Wrong! You were closer. This movie was a bomb, biggity bomb, biggity bomb, 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 but it made less than 22. Less than 22? It made 20.2 million dollars. So it made 20 million. So it lost 3 million dollars. So that is a bomb, folks. That's so sad. It wasn't that bad. No. Well, there's a spoiler for the review coming up, probably. Uh, $20 million on a $23 million budget bomb. What about IMDb, though? It's something point nine from 9,443 votes. Something point nine. IMDb? Yep. It's out of 10. Something point nine. Seven. Wrong! 
5.9 out of 10. Now, here's a fun one, folks, because there's a huge gap in these. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics are cumulatively out of 100%. What do you think the critics thought about mobsters? Uh, I don't think they liked it very much. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go mm. <laughs> I just heard the f- like, I'll go, okay. I'll give you a hint If you about to say 40, go lower Go lower, oh dang, okay, wow They hated this that, Okay, I'm going to go 31 Okay, no! that's wrong, I'll give you another hint Okay. Give me a single digit number What? <laughs> oh yeah, they hated it Eight? Oh, you PJ. Nine percent from the critics. Wow, real bad, folks. It was not that bad. It's That's not that dramatic. Bad. Okay. It's not that bad. You know, a movie came out the same time as this that actually beat it. This was number two, the number one movie at the time. Mm-hmm. Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Oh, that was why you didn't that make that movie. That definitely fit ninety-one, like as a <laughs> movie era. Those what monsters? Terminator. Oh, t- oh, That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Yeah, that was a, that's a bad movie to go up against because that was yeah. like the biggest movie of that time. So that's why you, people would rather go see Terminator 2 again than a go see Mama. thousand, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Except for my mama. I don't know. Well, no mama's 18, so she, I don't know. Uh, again, that's something I can ask her. Audience score, though. And again, like I said, there's a huge difference. Huge. Di- well, it's a huge difference. It's not like you have much to work with. Well, I'm saying it's a huge. I'll give you this. Just here, it's another hint. It's a double digit. Okay. It's, it's a lot higher than nine, but it's still rotten. Still rotten. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go 36. Wrong! They liked it a little bit more than 36. Okay. Still rotten. Still so rotten. Under, so it's under 60%. 51. Wrong! 57%. Oh, that was kind of close. You was getting there. Okay. So, yeah, nobody likes this movie. It is a forgotten mafia movie, hmm. except for my, my family, because I'll just go ahead and tell the story now a little bit. As people like Anita and PJ were doing, they were watching, I don't know what, The Spirited Away, <laughs> The Lion King. Yes. This is what you grow watching your household. This was a staple. As In my youth, mom played this movie a lot. So I was probably like, I don't know, like 10 age, lower maybe, watching this in the living room with my mommy eating dinner. Hmm. Here is the difference between y'all and I. This is what I grew up watching. So when people were like, oh, man, you want some Disney movie? Like, nigga, I was watching this. <laughs> this is what I grew up with. So, I mean, that's not bad as long as like you're having a conversation. Like, okay, this is it's going to be a lot of people no, getting shot no, in this no, movie. No, like, let me no have a conversation. No with conversation. You. Oh, good. No, we never had that conversation. It was just like, hey, let's watch this. I'm like, okay. And you see niggas get chopped up. Be like, yeah, shoot those motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind their kids watching this. I would just need oh. a conversation. Before. You just be like, all right, look, look, son, yeah. daughter, whoever you are. You don't do this shit. There's another, you know what? There is a one conversation I didn't have with mom back then about these movies that I might ask her about when I call her. When we're going to talk about it, because it happens right in the first line of the notes. So let's go on and get into it. Uh, Mobsters is directed by, and I might butcher this name a little bit, is Michael Karbelnikov. That's what we're going to go with. I've never heard of that director. And let me see, has he done anything else? I've never heard that name before. But he had a bomb, so maybe they didn't let him do much else. Let's find out. No, he did. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, he did four movies. He did Mobsters, and he did a movie called FTW, which was after <laughs> Mobsters. He did Red Shoe Diaries 4, Auto Erotica, so Skinamax porn type shit. And then he did Red Shoe Diaries 3, Another Woman's Lipstick. So he does some Skinamax movies. There you go. But then 
the one that caught my eye immediately was he was, he was a producer for a film called Alt Rights Age of Rage. So I don't know which side he's going on with that one, but that was a title that caught my eye. So yeah, he hasn't done much. <laughs> so Mobsters is pretty much the big movie he made. And it is starring a lot of people. Christian Slater, Patrick Dempsey, Richard Grieco, Costas Mandalore, F. Murray Abraham, Laura Flynn Boyle, Michael Gambon, Anthony Quinn, Chris Penn, Nicholas Sadler, and as Mystery Science Theater fans may know, and just cult movie fans in general, Robert Zadar. And if you don't know Robert Zadar, you don't know the name, you know the face because you can't escape that face. That motherfucker has a jaw like a football mitt. Mm. Or football mitt. Baseball mitt. I don't know sports. All right, I'm just learning. He looks like he got really bad Real Housewife fillers. and You know, there's a there's an actor um, in Japan, and he kind of, he did what you did. He had a real distinct name, Joe Shishido, I should say his name. But he had fillers in his cheeks, so he had like almost like chipmunk cheeks. But at the time, that was like a striking look. So it's like, yeah, hey, he I know that. Yeah, like guy. he has them in his jaw, like in his jaw. I don't think Robert Zadar had that like Joe did. I think that's just his face. <laughs> so I've never heard anything about, because he's in a ton of like B movies and shit, like in Maniac Cop and like I said, The Future War for Mystery Science Theater fans and The Killing American Style. Samurai, Samurai Cop. Cop is the big one. I don't know why I didn't say that one first, but. Oh, you Tango looking? and Cash. Oh, he was in Tango and Cash. That's another big studio movie for him. Okay. That was Kurt Russell and us alone. And now I love Tango and Cash, actually. Yeah. I mean, I would hate. I, I'm i not going to say anything else because I don't want to talk about anybody like that. Well, he passed away anyway. Leave the dead alone. Oh. <laughs> Rest in peace, Robert Zadar. I'm going to get her off this phone. mother needs to love. Jeez. Oh, um. <laughs> Let's get away. I'm going to help her out. Hey, how did this movie start? Um. Or actually, when and where does it start? Do you remember was it like, it was either 94 or 97. 94? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 97? Was it, it was like 54 or 57. Something with a four or a seven. Girl, this shit took place in 1917. Oh, really? In New York. Yeah. No, I don't remember that at <laughs> like, all. what? The 50s? I mean, what? there was still gangster shit going on. But yeah. Not I like, there was a Tommy gun era. Of just all like, I remember no. is they were doing like the casting names and then they were like mm. showing these guys trying to steal a horse or something. And- <laughs> <laughs> that was the old West. Um, all right. Fuck it. Basically, I'm going to just, you know, he's Chris Slater's playing Lucky Luciano. Well, they don't call him Lucky yet. I'm just going to call him that. That's what were the they trying to steal the horse though? I don't even remember what you're talking. I don't even remember that a horse. That was in the very beginning. So they were I completely running. missed the horse You theft. missed all of that. See, I missed the I horse was theft. paying attention. Oh, who was you? Candy Take Taking place in 1960. <laughs> I just remember someone tried to steal a horse or something. It was like some teenagers. It probably was. Okay. Um, and then just, he started talking. Well, he's, yeah, he's going over the neighborhood and everything, but he's in, him and his dad are arguing and shit. But then there's a knock on the door and it's Robert Zadar and Don Fadenzano. He coming in there because you pops you how he like, you ain't paid me, dog. Because there's two, I'll just give it out the way now. There's two bosses in this little area. There's Don Fadenzano and there's Don Massaria. Massaria is Anthony Quinn. He's just like the he's the stereotypical like gangster guy that just fat guy that just sits and eats pasta all day. <laughs> I like him. He outside, though. We ain't gonna get to him yet. Cause Fadenzano's in there and he's you know questioning dad about where my money, motherfucker. You fucking with you, uh, wasn't I just said his name? You fucking with Massaria now? He's like, no, 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 you know, I just fuck with you. And then this always made us laugh as a kid, me and Cameron. And it makes me laugh even now because he shuts all that conversation down by just reaching down and gripping that motherfucker's balls. 
And he ch- tells him, like, hey, man, you going to give me my motherfucking money, all right? All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't give a fuck if you got to sell your daughter, put her out on the street. Because that's what he was telling him. He's like, yo, my daughter, she's sick, man. I got to use the money like, no, 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 I don't give a fuck. You'll send your daughter out there in the corner and get my goddamn money, motherfucker. He did not say that. He, he did say he didn't say it like that. But he did say, he's like, I don't care if you got to go out there and sell your daughter. He's like, you give yeah. me my money. Of course, he didn't say it the way I said it. Ain't nobody blacking him like that. <laughs> but but yeah, but then the line that was always the killer that made me and Cameron laugh is that, because his wife like gets up and this girl's like, man, get the fuck out of my house, man. And he just looks, because he, he, oh, I'm sorry, before he, she says that he kisses her, mm-hmm. he like grabs her and like does a rape kiss. And he's like, uh, sweet taste. <laughs> then he looks at him and says, my favorite line, he says, I felt your balls. Mm-hmm. It's no wonder why your wife has to have some or some shit like that. And it ain't even just the, me and Cameron's 10 year olds watching this. Just like <laughs> he said he felt his balls. Like it still makes me laugh. I don't care how childish I am. It makes me laugh. So they end up banging out the house because wifey or his mom or whatever actually had to stop because Lucky was reaching for a knife. Like he's about to go stab that motherfucker. But it's like, don't do that. Because they said multiple times in the movie, it's Sicilian law. You know, you can't kill a don or you kill it. Because I, I mean, I've like I said, my mom watches all this stuff, but I'm not as deep into it as she is. But I know, like, if it's a made man, like this is good fella shit too. If you're a made man and you kill him, you that's like automatically you die now. But I'm sure it's the same thing with the don. So you kill the don, of course they're gonna kill your ass too. And he's Sicilian, so it's Sicilian law. So he's like, your mm-hmm. mom is like, no, 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 don't do that. You're gonna fuck our shit up, partner. So they let him go. Now at the same time, this is happening. There's a little young dude, I forget his name. I think it was like Joey or some shit. He's running from an Irish dude coming with him with a knife. And he runs up to Don Maseria and is like, help me, please, uncle. Because this is like his nephew or some shit. He's like, help me, uncle, please. And he just kind of looks at him like, what the fuck you want? And then he gets shanked up by the little Irish dude right in front of him and dies. And then Don Maseria just looks up and he's like, these niggas come down from Harlem and they stab my nephew. So just immediately just blame the black people, which is... Typical of what they would do around that time period. Yeah, sounds on par. And it was funny because I think you were, because you were like working on your nails and shit while I was watching the movie. And I remember I looked at her, she just like, what she, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Blaming the niggas, baby. Nothing uncommon here. Go back to your nails, baby. Establish your bad guys, though. That's just, it was shorthand and real easy, lazy writing right here. Because the one guy's grabbing the dude's balls and kissing up on the mom and telling you, sell your daughter on the street. Bam, bad guy. This guy right here. Let his nephew get murdered right in front of him and then blame it on the niggas. Bam, bad guy. We established that shit in two minutes. Yeah. Efficient. And then <laughs> look, he goes in his room and reflects on what just happened. Yeah. And then he, um, I, I forget. Oh, fuck. I think it was him and uh, Costello were walking around and it was Mara Lansky and Bugsy Siegel was getting fucked with because they're Jewish and he's getting into a fight. The same Irish dude that shanked up homie on the street is beating up uh, Lansky. And he ends up going in there and helping him. He's like, oh, you fuck with this Jewish kid? He's like, nah, I fucked with that nigga you shanked on the street, motherfucker. And he shanks him. Well, I don't know. He doesn't really shank him. He kind of, they fall down and he makes dude stab himself in the chest almost, I think. I think yeah. that. So he got his revenge on that shit. And then they all become aligned, aligned with each other. So it's Lucky Luciano, Myra Lasky, Buggy Siegel, and oh, what is his first name? Fuck. Um, I know it's Costello's his last name. Mommy became like, you didn't. Frank Costa, thank you. See, she know mafia shit already. Yeah. No, I'm looking at them because I don't remember. They all look the same to me outside of. I know. As I would say, the quote uh, still from Cult 45 podcast, they always talk about white lady face blindness. She got white guy face blindness watching this movie. <laughs> I was like, who was that? I was just literally constantly asking, who did that? Who, who is that? it? Who was that? Yeah, she was like, who was that? I'm like, uh, <laughs> this white guy, he did that. <laughs> So we jump ahead five years later. There's a little montage that shows them. They all come together and then Tommy gunning and everything. 
they start uh, fucking around with like uh, what was that shit called? Um, oh no, or do they not do that yet? No, they did do it. Okay, it's at this part. It's a guy named uh, Rothstein. They team up with him because it's prohibition era and everything. Mm. And they're running whiskey, and that's how they making their money, starting their little empire, booze empire. And they're everything is cool, but they're like, hey, look, man, if we want to really get this shit popping, we want to get this really going. Somebody gotta be the leader out here, cause right now, Lucky and uh, Meyer Lansky, they're the two that's like, yo, we're we're both the leader, as Christian Slater says in the movie. But he's like, no, 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 we need an actual leader. So I don't know. I think it was Meyer Lansky's idea. He's like, I'm gonna have Siegel go get a little boy and tell him, hey, look, man, we got a real big job for you, real easy. You just need to go in there and get the information from our leader. And so they send the kid in there, but see, Meyer Lansky and Lucky Luciano are both in there. So the thing is, we're gonna see who does the kid go to, who does the kid see as the leader, and whoever he goes to. That's gonna be the leader. So this is a horrible way to pick. You have you've said multiple plans in this movie are horrible. They're, yes, <laughs> they are. So what's horrible about this plan? Let me know. I kind of like this that, part. That I, don't like. I mean, yeah, for a movie, it's a great idea, but it's a horrible way to pick a leader based on appearance. That doesn't mean that. The well, that's the thing. I guess they were equal as leaders, so it's like this is the only way we can figure it out. We're both smart. And we both know business. But no, because they both didn't do things the same way. They were constantly arguing about how to handle things. So that doesn't... There could have been a whole different result if... What's his name would have got picked? There could have been. Yeah. But it's a whole new story. It could. I think... Yeah, I think... Uh, Meyer, no, Meyer Lansky or something. I would say, no, Bugsy got his own movie with Warren Beatty, Betty, whatever. What the fuck you pronounce Lansky, his name? that's his name. What's his name? Yeah, Meyer Lansky, Jewish guy. Meyer, yeah. So yeah, but... Well, it probably would have been. I don't, I don't know if it'd have been a big problem because, but as you find out later, a lot of the stuff he can't really be involved with because he's Jewish. So if he was the main leader, some would have probably he would have probably had to have Lucky do a lot of shit anyway because they weren't gonna meet with his ass like when he meets with the Dons. Yeah, later. that's true. They probably would have respected him even less. Than mm-hmm. they, they probably would have been tried to kill the motherfuckers way faster than they do in this movie. <laughs> but Lucky Luciano was the leader now. And uh, oh no, I'm sorry, they didn't. Meet. I forgot about this scene. Shit. They haven't met with Rothstein yet because the next scene scene is the next scene. The next scene is them meeting with Rothstein bars. But um, <laughs> and you, I think you didn't you? Oh, say these this? are the test questions. Yeah, tell me about. It. I was about to say, I thought you said this. Was I don't stupid re- too. remember them, but oh, I don't he was like them. asking him questions about. Oh, like is he in a relationship or no? He's like, does he have a wife? And he's like, I don't have. Oh a yeah, wife. You, yeah. You remember that part? Because this this pretty much for this scene, she referred back to this scene throughout the whole rest of this movie. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I don't have a wife because, oh, I like, I don't want the attachment or whatever. Like, feelings are dangerous. And then he ends up having feelings, spoiler, <laughs> at the end of the show, which ends up getting that poor girl killed, spoiler. And I was just like, so you did that whole test question for absolutely nothing. Yep. Like, I got you right here. Huh? Walking towards you is a second. Okay, okay. Mr. Luciano, you're walking down the street. Suddenly you realize you're being followed. It's a hit. Walking towards you is a second gunman. You have time to fire at only one of them. Which one do you... I don't accept the question. To live, I gotta kill them both. Next. Your wife comes... I don't have a wife. Why not? Emotion is dangerous. Aren't you human? Lord help. Next. I have ships and distilleries in Scotland. I need distribution in New York. Seria, Ferenzano. They'd kill me. I won't. 
You have Jewish partners. Maybe I kill them too. You can't afford to. You're in a squeeze. Masseria has 700 soldiers. Ferrazzano, 600. Either one realizes you exist, they squash you like an ant. Unless I get a powerful friend, huh? Exactly. Next. What's the secret of America? What's the matter with this guy? I'm 24 years old. Out of money! Facts. Everything is money, Charlie. Don't ever forget it. But you, you'll never make any money. Why is that? Because you dress like a schmuck. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no. I, he literally did all that. And then gave Patrick Dempsey the hardest time about having a girl and getting married. Yeah, because Patrick Dempsey is what we talking about. Later, he's going to get married and do all that shit. And be perfectly fine, as I'll tell you about at the end of yeah. the movie, too. So. Yo, I guess that's see that's the character arc, baby. He had to learn. Mm. That's how you arc that shit. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is money, though. Just remember that. Yeah. And then yeah, this is where you get the money montage. This is what I was thinking about, where they shooting the guns and they show them making money and selling everything. That happens here. That's what happened. Yeah, they're coming up. Yeah, they got what well, they celebrating after this because they're getting their first million dollars. And Patrick Dempsey or uh, Meyer Lansky is telling them they're all happy, but he's like, think about he's like, put a bunch of liquor in the cup. And he's like, look at this. He's like, what is that? It's a full cup. He's like, the fuller we get, the more money we make, the more attention we're going to get. Motherfuckers going to want to cut of this. And he's basically telling them that Don Ferenzano and Masseria are eventually going to come fuck with us and wants to join with them because we can't do better and make more money than them. They the, the Dons or whatever fuck. So that would also, that would lead to all, pretty much the whole plot is pretty much that whole thing. Them all trying to fuck with him. But fuck all that. Because like I said, Meyer Lansky, he got a girl named Anna. And he's introducing her to the crew. I don't think you, you really don't see much of her other than she's like, hey, this is Bugsy Siegel. And he's got two girls on his side. And she's like, oh, these are his girlfriends. And she's like, oh, he's got two. He's like, at least. Anna's probably yeah. like one of the prettiest girls in this movie. Yeah, and they don't show her very much. No. She ain't got no love for Laura friend Boyle and Twin Peaks. I mean, she's cute, but... I, <laughs> I don't like that haircut in this movie. I'm going to just say that right now, but we'll talk about it, I guess. Oh, the red... The red little bobby Oh, point. I didn't like it either. Yeah, it looked it weird. It was not good. Yeah. That's why she... I, mean, I ain't going to say it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, she introduced everybody to the crew, and they're... I forget who... T- I think it's Rothstein that's telling Lucky, like, look, man, you're going to have to... Because they're calling. Like I said, the Dons are calling. And he's like, you're going to have to talk to him and figure something out. At least talk to him and buy some time, you know... Don't get no definite answers, but at least, like, just keep everything level. But right after that, fucking drive-by. They were sitting in the car. I thought Anna got fucking sprayed. It looks like all of them should have died. You were saying that. It didn't look like anyone should have survived but spe- drive-by. Specifically the way they shot it, though, her head is right in the window. And when they shoot, it's like, blah! So it's like, I thought her ass, because I didn't remember this. I've seen this movie a lot as a younger. I hadn't seen it in about probably like a decade at least. So I thought her ass, like that, I thought that head was gone. Yeah, and they caught them like completely off guard. Yeah, they, they were, were talking. like shot in the window, which would have been right at their heads. Like I was like, how did they survive this? And then apparently they just never shot lower than the window, even though they Until after they, they got out the car. Until after they got out the car. Yeah, they were just... When they were driving, they shot the windows out, and then they swerved and hit a pole, and then they all got out the car, and then that's when, I think it was Mad Dog Cole, who character you'll find out more about later, he gets out and like, and starts spraying the bottom half of the car, too. Yeah. Because I guess maybe you didn't see him get out the other side. But no, legitimately, like, 
Because they, they got million dollars, but I don't know if they got bulletproof in cars yet. I mean, I know they have it in this era, but I, don't, I mean, I don't know if they had it yet. Yeah. Because Al Capone and them had shit like that. But yeah, her head, at least she should have died. <laughs> even if her head just absorbed every bullet and they didn't get hit from it, her head should have been gone. But it's not because we got to deal with all this other shit later that she's going to probably tell you more about because she has strong feelings about it. <laughs> so they're like, all right, look, Mara Lansky is like, man, we meeting with Ferenzano tomorrow because fuck all this shit. And they go and meet up with him. And like I said, Ferenzano's a racist. He's like, I'm not dealing with the, your Jewish partner. He can wait the fuck outside. But he just makes him just stand in the back of the room or something. And he offers him. He's like, like y'all bring absorb all your um, organization or whatever into mine. I give you 15%. Which is like, like, why well, I'm fuck with you and make 15%? We doing our own thing. We making all of it, motherfucker. But there's that protection, I guess. He's like, if you, if you don't fuck with him, he can probably just try and kill you again. If that was him in the drive-by. I'm pretty sure it was him. I don't know if they ever say specifically that that was him. But they ended up not doing it. He's like, I'm going to think about it, talk it over with my friends and do it. So that means no then. He's like, mm, it means I'll get back with you. So then he's like, goes to the opposite side and he has a meeting with Don Macera. Oh, no, this is at the club. That's right, because this is where they're having a dance sequence. Mm. Whenever we watch this as a kid, my mom would like turn the volume down to sometimes VHS kids, fast forward a little bit, because she always hated the dance sequence where the girls keep going like, woo, woo, in the background. It was so annoying. Okay, so it's not just mom, man. I didn't feel like commenting, but yes, it was very annoying. No, mom agrees with you. She always hated that part. And it was so loud. I feel like they amplified it. They they had the mics right up there. Woo! So he, while that's going on, he's having a meeting with Masseria and pretty much tells him the same a fucking thing. Like, hey, look, I'll get back with you, partner. But of the two, he seems to be the lesser of the two evils. He don't seem as nefarious as Ferenzano. He just seemed like as a big, goofy, hungry motherfucker. And because he's like laughing and joking and everything, Ferenzano just like super serious. Like, nigga, I will kill you. He's like, you want some broccoli? Yeah, he was handing <laughs> broccoli and shit. Like I said, every scene, now, except for one, almost every scene he's in, he's eating. The only scene I think he wasn't eating in was when he was in the sauna. But they stuck by that character arc because they were yeah. like, no, he loves food. And then when the end of that arc comes, what's he doing? <laughs> I won't spoil too much. You know, I mean, it's 1991. If you've seen it, you've seen it. If you ain't seen it yet, I'm going to just tell you about it. I'm sure you ain't watched it. But he also, in this scene, he meets Mara, the girl, Laura Flynn Boyle, that, again, Anita will probably go into more depth with later. He meets up with her here, though, first. Because actually, one of the, uh, he's not a Don, he's one of the other little criminal lords, whatever you want to call him, a fucker, being super creepy. Because she walks past after their little, woo, stage number. And no, like, didn't he see her in the stairwell first? Oh, she did bump her to her in the stairwell. Yeah, there wasn't really much. Of, they just kind of locked eyes. Yeah, they like locked eyes. But it was that, really weird because it felt very intentional. I was like, did he do that on purpose? No. Nah, they tried to make it seem like an accident. I think it was supposed to be an accident because that's when he was going up to meet with all. Uh, yeah, he was like whatever. running up the stairs. Because when they walk by, he's like, woof, or he's like, jeez, or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, so he had already made contact with her, eyes-wise or whatever. So then when the shit's over and she's walking toward him or whatever, that's when dude yokes her up by the arm and says, hey, you know, how you doing tonight, baby? And she like, he like cuffs her like her thigh or something. It's like sneaking up there. And I think he tried to reach for the pussy because she's like, who? So he's doing some Trumpy yeah, shit going real on. real close. Yeah. She's like, flinch like, huh. But then uh, homeboy Lucky Luciano comes. is like, hey, uh, let me pull my sister away. I got to talk to her. So she's like, oh, this is your sister. He's like, all right, whatever then. And then immediately, then when the next girl walks by, does the exact same thing, which probably sucked for her because I'm sure nobody was probably coming to save her. So she had to deal with that <laughs> shit, probably. But we never find out. They don't cut back. 
No, then they, you know, they're getting familiar with each other. They're in like a, what, the coat Coke room? Yeah. yeah. Just talking and everything. We'll come back to that later because not much else happens there. Well, no, because then she's like... Oh, was there something else? Yeah, because he basically is like hitting on her. And mm-hmm. then she's like, oh, we can be friends. Oh, that is here. I thought that was later, yeah. Yeah, and he's and she's like, friends see each other again, right? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, like... I don't know. It was really, it was weird. Awkwardly written. It was very awkwardly written. <laughs> it seems like they were trying, they were trying to make her seem like she was like playing hard to get, but it She's really wasn't hard, hard to, get. to get. Yeah. No, he got that shit pretty easy as we'll easy. find out. But um, next day, uh, wasn't it? Marlansky calls and is like, hey, bro, our shipment got hit. We ain't got nothing for this month. And he's like, all right. He's like, we got to go see Rothstein. He's like, all right. He's like, right now, motherfucker, get out the goddamn bed. So they end up getting about the bed and they go talk to homeboy. And of course, Rothstein is pissed. And he's like, motherfucker, we can't let this slide. We got to find out who did this. Let's go get these motherfuckers. So I'm thinking what happened here next because I kind of was writing notes and I didn't hear exactly what happened. But they're, they got, uh, it's Bugsy is driving and he actually gets hit again. And then, you know, he's getting shot at and everything. He starts busting back at him and to the point where they all start running off. He's like, cowards! And then he has a flare gun. He bops the flare gun in the air and it brings all their attention. And they come and group up all the dudes. They catch all of them. And they tell him, like, hey, man, you fuck with us again. That's going to be your ass. But Bugsy, I'm pretty sure they hinted at it at this point. But you finally get to see it here. He's the hothead. He like to kill motherfuckers. Is I Bugsy just, who I think is Benny? I don't know. I kept calling Benny? him Benny. Uh, Bugsy's the one that said I had the two girlfriends and shit. And he was like, I like to kill people. Yeah, that's what he tells the girl later. I kill. Oh, like, what do you do? Okay. He's like, I kill people. Okay, yeah. I thought Bugsy. his name was Benny. I was mixing him. Bugsy. Okay. So yeah, he, there's a guy. What, I wrote his name down then. It was like Tony No-Nose or some shit like that. Yeah, Tony No-Nose. He's like, hey, I know you. He's like, yeah, you you really, you fucking with them? I thought we was cool, bro. He's like, I tell you what, look over there. Blah! Smoke that motherfucker. And no, you know, Martin and uh, Lucky are mad about it. He's like, bro, for real, man? <laughs> like, come on, you fucking shit up. So then they send them about their way. Then he has a second meeting with Masseria, the uh, the big fat Don Anthony Quinn. I don't remember what the fuck happened in the second meeting. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I think they just talked about the shipment and shit. It was hard to follow. It was. That's the it thing is that. very hard to follow. As a kid, I think I focused more on people getting fucked up. And it actually doesn't happen as much as I remembered in this movie. Not really toward the end. Most of this meeting can be summed up with just mob meetings. That's what most of this movie is. It's motherfuckers meeting and talking. Meeting and talking. They had a little gunfight here and there. Meeting and talking, grab somebody nuts, and we meeting and talking. <laughs> That's a lot of this movie. But they end up meeting up with my favorite character after this. Because you've seen him, like I said, technically in the drive-by, they showed him spread up the car. But Mad Dog Cole, they meet up with him. And they're trying to persuade him to go the fuck out west. They're like, hey, man, you fuck what you do, you know, whatever else, you're good at your job. But why don't you go do that shit out somewhere else? And he's like, nah, uh, I'll think about it, okay? And he goes about his way. Because uh, Lucky Luke Chow was like, man, why don't we just kill this nigga, bro? Like, why are we even fucking with him? And Meyer Lansky was like, no, 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 we don't do that. That's bad for business. Let's just see if we can get him the fuck out of here. And he's like, all right. Okay, this is where we're going to get into a little bit now. Because my next note just says, Lucky and Mara fuck. <laughs> and the next note after that is an Anita note that just says, keep the same energy. Please enlighten the listeners on what you meant. Because she's, again, trying to act all hard to get. And she's, she's basically pulling the, like, don't, don't fall in love with me. Like, I... I don't know. I just don't like if you're going to do that, don't be all despy in the end. And then she ended up being all despy and like despy. Yeah. Desperate. Oh, OK. I've never, <laughs> never heard, heard that despy. Uh, yeah. She's like trying to play hard to get. And then she gives up the coochie and then 
on the pool table. Or no, not on the pool table. No, it was like, it was like a blackjack. Like a, yeah, there you cool. go. Uh, I don't know. I just keep that same energy. I was just she just lost it. Like I get it, you're in love, but then just say you want to be in love. Like don't be trying to act all tough. Yeah. yeah. And he's falling in love, like he told old boy not to do. Because mm-hmm. emotions, what he said, emotions get you in trouble or something. We know. We saw it at the end of the movie. Yep. Oh, it's gonna get her ass in trouble. <laughs> Ventilation gonna happen. But yeah, he's falling in love, and you know she's telling him not to. He's like, friends could just be friends, right? Mm-hmm. Some shit like that. It's like, yeah, sure. And she tells him, like, hey, don't fall asleep in this motherfucker. They coming here to gamble in like 10 minutes. So get your ass up and put some clothes on. Oh, and it's another weird scene, too. Okay. Because this is something else you disagree with. It's a lot of Anita disagrees. <laughs> I have opinions. Oh, for sure. I was laughing. That's why I made notes of all of them. This is right after, the next note right after that now is another thing. Because he goes back to his uh, hotel room or his apartment, wherever the fuck it is. And Marlansky's in there waiting on him. And he's like, yo, what's good, bro? You all right? And he's like, yeah, it's, uh, I got a question, though. He's like, uh, you want to fuck Anna? Oh. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm offering her to you. He's like, you know, we're going to get married soon, but you know, you, you want to fuck? He's like, no, that's your people's. I ain't got no eye for her like that. If I found out you would do something like that, I would. Oh, well, let me give him the whole context, though, first, because he tells him no. And then he's like, you know, in this business, you know, if I'm working with you, I got to be able to trust you, man. And he's like, he doesn't say it like this, but pretty much it was a test. Like, because he's like, like, yo, if I said yes, what would you have done? He's like, I'd have killed you, bro. He's like, nah, you to try. He's like, no, 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 bro. I, I would have killed you. He's like, okay, whatever, nigga. Basically. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a test. So, what are you going to say about that? Give it to me. First off, she's not yours to offer up as property to someone else, even if he said, even though he said no. Mm-hmm. Which, and even though, I get what he was trying to do. It was just not appropriate. Right. Like, don't offer up someone like you own them. That's. And from a Jewish person, it's real slavey. Mm. Let's not do that. That's and, true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And then it was just a stupid test. <laughs> like it was just like, what were you like what, what were you hoping to get from this? I just want to make sure you ain't fuck my girl. Like you said, she's the prettiest girl in the movie, like you said. She's so. the prettiest girl. See, like you yeah. you wanna fuck my girl? No. I didn't that it was unnecessary. Was and wrong. then again, he like doubled down on the like Oh, you're getting married. You're so stupid. Like you're gonna get in trouble, and something's gonna happen to her. You're like putting her at risk. You're putting yourself at risk by getting married. Hmm. <laughs> he ain't get married. Mm. You know what happens next though? What? A wedding. A wedding. I love a wedding. How'd you like this way? Rate the wedding. Mm. It, it was, seemed like a good, like close wedding. Like it wasn't too big. Everyone seemed pretty, although they were conducting business at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, because that leads into the next big scene after this movie, too, because they're all, because I think it's Lucky Luciano was telling people, like, you know, the prohibition ain't going to last forever. Eventually, alcohol is going to be legal again, which, of course, we found out what happened. <laughs> I just pointed at her laundry and you couldn't see it. But um, so they're talking about, like, fucking with, like, the workers unions and Teamsters, all that type of shit, trying to get into that business. And uh, so I think it's like him and Rothstein going at it. And then because everybody's talking and shit. So eventually it gets back to Masseria. And he's like, so who's, uh, whose idea was that? He's like, oh, it's Rothstein's idea. He's like, well, then Rothstein must die. And dun, then, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, as, as all the wedding stuff is going on at the same time. You know, that's another big thing in these movies is uh, mafia movies and weddings. There's always like a wedding somewhere, the Godfather uh, and Goodfellas, I think. Yeah, Goodfellas for sure. What am I talking about? I think, yeah, definitely. Good families together. Yeah, that's right. On the day of my daughter's wedding. Oh, that shit, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, he gives him information. He gives a lucky Luciano. It goes to talk to Rothstein for what he doesn't realize will be the last time. 
And he gives his last piece of advice is that if you want to win this war, you have to get your enemy to trust you. Now, how do I do that? You'll figure that shit out. You're smart. And right after that, uh, they don't show his face, but you know, hear that laugh. You've heard that laugh a couple of times now in the movie, but Rothstein is playing, I don't know, poker or some fucking card game, playing Go Fish or some shit with his peoples. And he's like, to go on and on about, oh, yeah, I had that dream about this game. I do this, I do that. And everybody just gets quiet all of a sudden. He's like, it was wrong. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Bow! Ventilate his ass, bullet in the back of the head, right out through the forehead. And he hear that little laugh. And you know exactly whose laugh it was. And if you watch this with the subtitles, you know exactly what it is because it says cold laughs. So it gives that away if you didn't know. Now we get to the sauna. And this is, like I said, the only scene where Masseria is not eating because he's in the sauna. And he's going on about, you know, I know you was trying to do that other shit behind my back, playboy. You my number two, but no, nah, you can't do that. And he's like, hey, uh, and now I'm sure, of course, this is probably to fuck with him. Because he goes on and on about that, kind of puts him in check a little bit. Like, yeah, don't do that shit behind my back, nigga. He's like, yo, it's a shame. No, actually, I'm sorry. He doesn't say it. It's his homeboy, his little lackey that says it. He's like, yeah, man, it's a shame what they did to Rothstein. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's a real shame, man. You know, they John Wilkes booth that motherfucker out there, boy. <laughs> and your boy's like, he's like, who, who, who did it? He's like, I don't, I don't know, man. You know, <laughs> shit crazy. Though. You, you should be real careful out here, bro. And they just fucking with him. And your boy, pretty much at that point, you know he's going to kill this nigga at some point. Takes a while to get there, but he's going to kill him. But, uh, after it's over, though, Chris Penn, I think his character's name was Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. He's like, hey, man, look, that shit wasn't right what he did. What you're going to have to do is going to meet up with Farenzano, and I can set that shit up for you. Because, look, I fuck with him and all that. That's my people's. But business is business. And at the end of the day, that fat motherfucker ain't going to be lasting as long as that motherfucker will be. So that's who I'm going to go team with. And I want you to be there, too. I want you on my side, player. So they go and meet up with him. That's going to back. Like a motherfucker. And then because him and uh, Marlansky get into a fight about because Marlansky's telling him, like, yo, that's a dumb idea. Because he don't want to bring none of his peoples or anything because he wants to make sure that, you know, if they see them, they're going to be like, oh, it's a trap. Or, oh, you know, he's trying to do something. So he's like, y'all got to stay behind. And Marlansky's like, no, motherfucker. And so they get into a little fight, a little squabble. And then this is where it comes back again, where you was talking about, where he's like, look, you know why I'm the leader? Because I'm smarter than you. You got your wife, you got married, you got attachments, motherfucker. I ain't got no attachments. Mm-hmm. Something happened to me, it ain't no problem, son. Which kind of, as a friend, I guess, would be kind of salty. It's like, damn, so what are we then, motherfucker? You don't give a fuck about us? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's how I thought. I didn't think about the, the wife part. Usually I was thinking about the friend like, damn, we done been through all this shit together, and that's how you going to fade us now? Because like I said, the two are more Jewish, so you know, like I said, homeboy racist as fuck, and they ain't going to deal with them. So he's like, y'all need to stay here anyway, because they don't want to fuck with y'all anyway. And Frank, you can stay your ass here too, because if they see you, then they probably gonna think we up to something. No, I'm going by myself. And Marlansky basically like, look, whatever, nigga, go get yourself killed. Yeah, man. go by yourself. See how that works out for you. And how does that work out? <laughs> uh, he literally almost dies. <laughs> well, because he Ferenzano tells him the deal he makes with him is like, look, we bring you into the organization, but the two Jewish cats you fuck with, Bugsy and Marlansky, they gotta go kill their ass. And he's like, so that means I either gotta kill my homies or you gonna kill me. And he's like, that's right. He's like, well, I don't accept that. Smash cut to him getting tortured. Or not even really tortured. He's tied mm-hmm. up and getting beat by Robert Zadar. Yeah. Then Ferenzano comes in and says some fly shit to him. And he takes out a razor blade and gives him that little scar going up from his cheek to his chin. And they just dump his ass like out on the street, like in a puddle of water or something. And those friends have to come back and save his ass. So this wakes him up to be like, you know what? Well, yeah, it's the next thing. He's laying in bed over at a... Uh, wild- laying no, in bed where? 
I was going to say at Mara's place, but I think it's his spot, but she's there taking uh, care of you know, because that's that same apartment. Remember, the two dudes were out front again later on. Oh, yeah. So he's back with her. He's with her, though, and she's taking Attachments. care of Attachments. Yeah. Mm. Well, see, having that thing is that even if he went with the girl, technically the friends are attachments because why does he get beat up? Because he don't want to. No, I agree with you. I didn't even think about that perspective, so I don't understand what his big whole thing was about having attachments. Yeah, because he kind of have attachments. It's contradictory right from the jump. Because like, unless you're doing this solo, like your boy Mad Dog or somebody is, you're kind of fucked. Because even outside of that, you know, you still got family they can go fuck with. Assuming they don't, you don't see them again after that first scene. But I'm assuming you got family somewhere. You got your homies. Then you got the girl added into the mix. You had Rothstein, which he got mad about when he got killed. I don't You think he cared that much, though? I do. Oh, okay. Because that was like his little mentor. Yeah. Who he was going to with all his questions and everything. I mean, yeah. Uh, you're right. It was like a slap in the face to be like, I don't have any attachments. And those are supposed to be his best friends. He's like, really, nigga? For real? Yeah. Leave your ass out in that puddle, nigga. <laughs> but Myra Lansky, like I said, he's... The smartest one in the group. He was saying that he was dumb. It's like, no, he's the smartest one here. Yeah. And he pretty much has the plan. He's like, you know how we gonna do this? But let's let's just set them against each other. Let's start a gang war. And we just make them kill each other. And it kinda works. Kinda. But then it's because I think one of them even says in the movie, he's like, they're not good at killing each other. <laughs> it's like there's a big gang war going on. Like we're paying the cops to keep us out of it and keep shit going. But it's like, bro, it's costing too much money now. They will not, they either can't get to each other or they too fucking scared. So it's like, we're going to have to do something about this. And so one of the first moves they make is to go kill Tommy. Since like I said, he was, pretty much he knew what was going to happen when he brought homie out there. He was trying to get good with Ferenzano. And they find that out. And Bugsy's like, bro, look, that's my peoples, though. And he's like, yeah, but ain't we your peoples, too, though? You ain't fucked with him. You came up with us, nigga. So he out in the sauna chilling. And he goes in there, and you pretty much know what it is. I told Anita, you know immediately that something's up if you sit in the sauna and the nigga coming there with a whole big ass suit on and hat. Like, no, he's about to kill you, and you have no defense. That's probably why he just sat. What can you do? Yeah, he knew it was coming from the moment he walked in there. Yeah, and I mean, of course, near the end of the scene, you hear that voice crack. He like, you know, he's about to kill me because he's like, you know, Eric, you know, it's all good, bro. I ain't, I'm, I ain't even mad about that shit. I actually can't even give you a gift, and he hands him like this little tiny little pea shooter. I forget what the significance was. But he aims it at my, um, not my, he aims it at Bugs and he tried to shoot, but click. Of course, there ain't no bullet in there. And then he says the line, which immediately is a dead giveaway. And this is when the voice cracks, because when you hear this line, you know something's not right. Because he's like, you know, we've been friend a long, friends a long time, Tommy. And that's what his whole face is like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, man, long time, long time, man. And bow, headshot, killed his ass. So Chris Penn is out of the movie. And you get your game war montage, everything. In the blood and the sauna. That was very artistic. Yeah, they had the blood, the big blood puddle was leaking on the ground and everything. <laughs> so like I said, the gang shit ain't working though. So now the idea is, look, how about, I think Lucky Luciano comes up with this idea. He's like, all right, look, we got to get back on one side of this fucking fight. So let's go fuck with Masaria. And they're like, well, how are you going to do that? After all the shit that's happened, he's like, we're going to save his life. So what the plan basically is, is that, Lucky goes to meet up with Masaria. Of course, it's not going super well. Because I, oh, that's what the second meeting was. It just hit me. Okay. Going back a little bit. That second meeting he had with Masaria, he wouldn't, he was telling him, I'll fuck with you. Everything can be absorbed except for the uh the liquor. He's like, the whiskey, we keep that. Mm. And Masaria was like, oh, so I'm giving up all my shit to you, but you get to keep your shit. And he's like, yeah, and that's why that meeting didn't go very well for me. Yeah. But, I do um, remember that now. But yeah, this meet now this meeting is when that's this is the one where he's eating the apple. And he goes in there and is talking shit and everything. 
And then on the way out, bow, you know, gunshots happening. He, uh, Lucky Luciano grabs Saria and like drags him to the ground. And like, I think he gets on like top of him. Shelters him, yeah. Yeah. And this dude shooting from the window. And the dude shooting from the window was actually one of the dudes that was when uh, Lucky Luciano was getting beat up and cut up and everything. He was one of the dudes. He was the dude snickering and laughing the whole time. So when he comes back down, he's trying to escape. It was uh, Costello actually runs up on him. He's like, hey, yo, you know, everything good, man. So get out of here. Where's the ride? And he's like, oh, ain't no ride, baby. Pulls out the shot. He's like, but I thought everything was cool. And he's like, yeah, you know, everything was cool when you was in there laughing at my boy getting fucked up, right? Bow! Shotguns that motherfucker. Ventilates him one more time. So now he dead. And then they leave him there because they give be like, oh, there's your shooter. See? And he was with old boy. See? Plan worked out just perfectly. But he also wants to fuck with dude, too. Like I said, he's trying to play him against each other. So now you're going to meet with Ferenzano at the zoo. And he tells him, if you want to beat Masuria, you got to, quote, unquote, lose the war. Because if you lose the war, all his defenses are going to be down. And that's when we're going to strike. Mm, I missed that completely. Yeah, that's pretty much what it summed up. There's a lot of talking, but that's what it came down to. You going to fake you lose. You going to act like you lost. And then that's when he went to meet him for dinner. Yep. Okay. Yep, because that's the next note. Tell me about it that you brought up. Give it to he me. He went to meet him for dinner. And what is it? Masseria. 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 He was like, we did it. We did it. We're like, this is awesome. And then they sit down and they like, the waiters bring them food. And then he's like. Um, what is his name? The other guy, Lucky. Lucky Luciano. He's like, oh, what do you love? And then he's like, what kind of question is that? He's nah, like, you know, just dinner talk. I'm yeah. Like, love, he's like, I'm just trying to conversate with you. Like, what do you love? And then he's like, I love food. What else did he say? Pussy. Oh, but then he's, young I was about to say this, like, pussy, dot, 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 young pussy. <laughs> Which is, you already know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yep. And, <laughs> uh, was that all he said? I don't. I just said when I heard young pussy, I started laughing. So I thought, yeah, he's like food, <laughs> young pussy, and then some, oh no no, he's like I like to destroy or some shit like that. Oh uh, yeah, I, I like to that. destroy. Yeah, something. And then he like looks at the lucky like looks at the clock at the time, it's and he like goes three. to the bathroom. And then, Which if you've seen The Godfather, you already know. What's yeah, he's like, this is my alibi. I went to go pee, and then they take come a in. And, I'll be right back. Oh, poor guy. I did feel a little bad for him. Mm. He seemed like a reasonably nice person. Of the two. Of the two, he just <laughs> seemed like a very happy like person. He was just like, I just... Okay, except for the pussy comment. The young, but young pussy? Says I love food, and he loved food, so I liked it. <laughs> you love broccoli. I love broccoli. Yeah. And you like broccolini yeah, now. We're learning. Broccoli. I do broccolini. We had broccolini. I did like the bossolini. It was pretty good. <laughs> bossolini. Shout out to C-Murder. Somebody got that reference. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's super dead. They, they let him the fuck up right at the dinner yeah. table. So died... Like she's, I think you said it. They was like, it was when he walked away. She was like, "Oh, so he they gonna kill him with a bunch of food in his mouth?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he had a bunch of food in his mouth, but he did die on that dinner table. But he, he did die eating essentially. Which, yep. Again, very poetic. There you go. You die. It's not. And it, believe me, it's not the first. Like if you, I, I gotta show you the Godfather one day because somebody does get shot with fucking noodles in their mouth in that movie. <laughs> I think two people maybe. I know for sure at the end because he shoots the cop. Oh, spoiler, sorry. But he's like, because he got food in his mouth. And shit. So yeah, yeah. I need yeah. to get those movies. I fucking love those movies. But um. But we'll talk more about that later. As I got some, I got a question from my mama. If she answers the phone, that's the key. <laughs> but um, yeah, there next is the big meeting. You know, Ferenzano has this big celebration. He's like, "Yo, you know, this is me and this is my crew, my capos, homie." And he names Lucky Luciano's his number two. He's like, "You know, I got all these other dudes that's running shit, but this motherfucker right here, 
He's going to be the one reporting directly to me, which is crazy because then Costello comes in and immediately it was like, hey, I heard he's about to kill your ass. It's like, oh, like, damn, that didn't take long. But they did say earlier, it's kind of set up earlier in the movie because I think it's Meyer Lansky says like, hey, look, if he kills you now, that's the seeing law, all that, whatever the fuck they was talking about. But he's like, but if you're a part of his crew and he kills you, it's different because then he can make up probably some excuse like, oh yeah, he was doing this, he was doing that. Now. So he pretty much did exactly what, again, because Meyer Lansky's a smart one, did exactly what he said he's going to do. He's going to get you a part of the crew and then he's going to kill you. Should have been the leader the whole time. Well, again, I, I, I got, get why he couldn't be, but yeah. should have been. So... Yeah, they Mad Dog Cole, he's going to come kill you. So they actually send some dudes out to go fuck up Mad Dog Cole. And this is this, all this, this, from this point forward, this is all the main stuff I remember from this movie. And again, it's like in the last 20 minutes. So I misremember the hell out of this. But he's getting in his car and they try to girl wire him from the behind. But he gets his fingers up in time to get under the wire so they can't, like, you know, do the throat slit shit. And, uh, but it's going through, like, his hand. No, he's fucking his hand up. And he ends up, uh, I think he does the little reverse headbutt thing and there's another guy he comes in through the window tries to shoot him but he like grabs his arm pulls him close and he bites his Ugh, nose off so and spits gross. it out on some Hannibal Lecter shit Ugh. and then uh oh what does he do to, I don't remember what he does to the other guy in the back seat exactly no more he like punches him a couple of times oh, okay so he just whooped his ass. yeah but the other dude got his nose bit off though and uh so let me see what's the next one let me make sure I ain't saying the wrong thing again and then okay, there is away. one more. Okay, I thought there was something before that. Oh. Um, basically, the, again, Mar Lansky coming up with the, I plan, the plans. He's like, hey, look, you know, uh, Ferenzano had a uh, tax audit on him. He passed it. But, you know, like I was telling, this is the only thing that would scare rich people is losing their money. <laughs> so he's like, this is the plan. We're going we're gonna to fake a tax audit. And this is how we're going to get inside there. But while that's all going on, uh, over at, uh, what's his name, Lucky Luciano's crib, Mad Dog Cole apparently knew who the dudes was and who sent him after him. So he's going over to his apartment and he's pretty much spending all day waiting for the right moment because they show him peeking around the corner and he's got guards there. He leans back, peeks out again. One is falling asleep. One is just kind of standing there. Goes back, peeks out one more time. Now they're both asleep. So he goes over there and does pretty much some uh, some Friday the 13th Jason Voorhees type killing. Shout out to Voorhees. Because he goes behind. You no know, one. Actually, I'm, I'm, I say that with a serious because in the first movie, he killed Kevin Bacon by... He had an um, a, a arrow, and he went under the bed and stabbed him from the back of the neck, and it came up through the top. And that's exactly how he kills one guy. He puts the knife in the back of his neck, and it comes, the tip of it comes out the front of his throat. And it's just, like I said, just like Jason Voorhees did. And the second dude was even grimier because now when I was a kid, I always wondered, like, how come dude didn't yell or scream? But I guess if you get a fucking knife through the top of your head right directly into your brain, maybe your body is just like, oh, shit. So you can't scream or nothing, which I guess is a good way to go because now you can't so talk. Gross. Oh, I love this shit. <laughs> Again, this is what I was watching. Isn't it? But um, he goes and sneaks into the room. And the whole time this is all going on, like I said, there's no noise. So uh, Mar- not Mar- Lansky, uh, Lucky Luciano is making coffee. Mara's in the bed. He goes into the bedroom. My dog Cole does. He grabs a pillow and he uses it as a silencer and bops the shit. He hits her with like three or four hot ones right in the back. And uh, then bangs out. So when Lucky Luciano comes back in there, Mara just in there with feathers flying in the air, dead as fuck. So again, as Anita was talking about, those attachments. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody mm-hmm. even, somebody said, oh, it's actually, oh, <laughs> you know, Myra Lansky's his boy. So he ain't gonna rub it in too hard, but he pretty much tells him, he's like, you know, that it was a mistake. Somebody tells him love was a mistake. I forget who it was, but somebody's like, yo, that was a mistake. Because he's crying about it and shit. I'm pretty sure it was Myra Lansky, though. And at the same time, he probably in the back of his mind, like, yeah, you said I was going to be the one fucking up with this marriage shit. Now look at you. Look at you, motherfucker. 
the plan is in action. They're about to go and uh, do their little tax audit fraud thing to get into Ferranzano's joint. Fuck, why do I keep reading his name? Lucky Luciano is going after Cole, though. He found out what a hotel he's staying in somehow. Uh, Mad Dog Cole's actually like on the line arguing with uh, the front desk dude about room service. And Rise Lucky Luciano is walking in there. He says, oh, sorry, Mr. Cole. So immediately just verified that he's in this building somewhere. Luckily, that was good timing. And then this made Anita mad, I remember, too, because he got into the room and he fires off a shot. Homeboy's holding the telephone. He shoots the telephone and not him. He's like, I just want your undivided attention. And Dumb. then, like smart guy, Mad Dog Cole goes right out the fucking window to the fire escape. <laughs> and he's shooting at him constantly. And they're both missing every fucking bullet. And, Dumb. Uh, and I have to say this, too. Because he was calling uh, Ferenzano to tell him, like, hey, you know, Lucky Luciano is dead. I'm about to come get my money. And uh, after he gets off the phone, Ferenzano tells Robert Zadar, he's like, hey, yo, you know, Cole's coming to get his money. Put him on ice or whatever. Kill his ass, basically. So he's running straight from there to Ferenzano because he think he's safe there. And, and at the same time, Marlansky and them are meeting up there and for the tax audit thing. So they end up running into each other, basically, because they're in there about to get homeboy. And then Mad Dog Cole comes. It was like, hey, drop the heaters. And he's like, this is another line I used to fuck with my mom all the time. Because as he got them all lined up with their guns on the right, he just looks, he said, hey, this is pretty. Now I would fuck with my mom all the time. Like sometimes she make dinner and do something. Like, ha, ha, this is pretty. She's like, shut up. <laughs> but um, before he could really do anything, because he's talking to homeboy about like money. He's like, you know, kill them, kill them, and I'll pay you. He's like, how much? And he's like dropping numbers. And boy was like, five. He's like, what? He's like, five. I want $5 million. And he's like, all right, fuck it. You get five. He's like, ha, ha, thanks. But I did this for free. I love my job. So right when he's about to kill everybody, Lucky Luciano kicks down the door, but ain't got a full four. He got that Tommy gun. And he unloads every single bullet into this motherfucker. He like shoots him until he falls to the ground. And then he stands over top of him. And funny enough, actually, when there's a video. I think it's on the Home Video Hustle page. I did a little dumbass video with Andrew. And then it was like the interrogation where Andrew was tied up. And that's the one where he shot Chris and everything. <laughs> And there's a shot in there where I, I had Andrew do. I was I did this exact thing where he stood over top of me and he's like, I was stole basically from this scene because I always as a kid this was like the hypest moment we see this motherfucker just eat like eighty fucking bullets all at the same time. So Mad Dog Cole dead as fuck. And uh, at the same time now they're like, hey look, you next motherfucker. So they get tying him up. They about to hang him out the window. They're gonna drop him. I don't know how many. They're like they're high. I don't know exact story wise, but they're high. And he's like, why are you gonna kill me? He's like, 15 years ago. He's like, you won't kill me over something happened 15 fucking years ago? He's like, yeah, you remember my father? You destroyed my father. You did this, you did that. He's like, I don't even remember your daddy. And he's like, exactly, motherfucker. Cut the little rope that he was hanging from, dropped his ass at least like 10, 15 floors down to the street. Brains on the sidewalk. Dead as fuck. Resentment kills you. <laughs> and this scene killed you. Because the next thing is now he's meeting up with all the little bosses. Al Capone is at the head of the oh, table God. down there. Tell me, please tell me about this. I would love to hear your opinion on this. So thing. he goes in there. He's like, oh, you know, <laughs> there shouldn't be a leader. Like, there doesn't need to be a Don. We just we just need to come together and be a democracy. We, we're all bosses And then here. also, let's vote on a leader. And I'm like, that was like, what was well, the I was saying, it's like, he basically was saying, like, look, this is, there's no, uh dictatorship here there's no one main boss it's a democracy we all bosses but there's the one guy i guess that's over time it's like the president i guess i'm, I'm the president 
And y'all all, so I don't Just know. be the Don. They would have made him the Don anyway. They were all willing to make him the Don, even though he killed him, even though that was against their whole code. But fine, then just be the Don. Like, why? Yeah, it was it was so hilarious pointless. that they did all this shit about all oh, there's no ball, we're all bosses. And the one dude is immediately like, I say Lucky Luciano should be the head of the thing. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you thinking? Don't you just say there was no boss? <laughs> I mean, he should have been like, no, that's not what I said. That's not the point. No. That we should all come together and make decisions as a group, not have a actual one person be a leader, even though that was literally what they ended up doing. Like, just give it up. Like, you got this part, you got this part, yeah. you got this part, and you got this part. The, the other thing that, like, again, I'm not as you know, well-versed in all the history like my mom is. But I would think Al Capone would be very against that shit, too. I would think, if anything, he'd want to be the one. I'd want to be the Don. That's that. Like, I want to be the boss. Like, what do you mean? No, I did all the things. I got us here. I'm the boss now. Yeah, I got questions. Like I, said, I hope mom answers the phones. I got questions for us. I would look in because if you ever seen the movie Untouchables, Untouchables, Al Capone is the dude in that movie, and there's a whole scene where he's at the head of the table and he's like beating the dude in with the baseball bat and shit. Like, so I would assume he'd be the one to be like, "Fuck this." Uh, yeah, I thought that was stupid because I'm just like, no, he deserves. Like, I mean, even though he was stupid, whatever they got to this point because of decisions that he made. Even though what's his name was Meyer would have been a better Last leader year. anyway. Like, but still. It's like, no, I did all this work. I'm going to be the Don. This is what we got here. This is what we sacrificed the per- the woman that I loved for and everything else. So, no, I'm going to be the Don. Okay. So, like I said, this is all based on real shit that happened. I just looked it up to see because the end of the movie says that uh, they set up the commission and divided the New York underworld between five families. And in real life, the commission or the American mafia was a governing body of the Italian-American mafia formed in 1931 by Lucky Luciano Following the Castellamerese War, I don't know if mm. I said that right. The commission replaced the title of Capo de Tutti e Capi, the boss of all bosses, like okay, held by Salvatore before his murder, with a ruling committee that consists of the bosses of the five families of New York City, as well as the boss of the Chicago outfit, which I think will probably be Al Capone, and at various times the leaders of similar families. The purpose of the commission was to oversee all mafia activities in the United States and serve to mediate conflicts among families. So. Yeah, I guess it's just a big commission of the group. There was no one person, I guess, at the head of the group. We all the group and we all take votes, I guess. It's, I guess it's a real thing, I guess. But uh, there is the head of the group. I, don't, it, I guess it was formed by Lucky, but he ain't running it. I don't fucking okay. know. Well, I guess he can ask mom if she has Make it make sense. But that was mobsters, though. But oh, but there is the little thing they do where they show them all one last time at the table eating. It has the character things. Fuck, I don't remember exactly what I got all you. of them said. You got it all? Yeah. All right. Lucky basically, under Lucky's leadership, peace reigned in organized crime for 15 years. Luciano died of heart failure at the age of 65. Mm. Benjamin Bugsy, who I found also, his nickname was Benny. Oh, there you go. So he might have said that at some point. Yes. Uh, He actually hated the name Bugsy. Oh, Uh, didn't know that. He helped build the first casino in Las Vegas in 1947. Evidence of embezzlement. Reached the commission and Siegel was gunned down. I think the Bugsy movie with Warren Beatty, <clears throat> that's exactly what it's all about, too. Frank Costello remained a top mob member for 30 years. After an unsuccessful attempt on his life, he was allowed by the commission to retire. It's a good way to get out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Meyer Lansky, the smartest one in the group. Yeah, you'll find out here. Avoided the limelight. He never served a day in jail and died peacefully as one of the richest men in America. There you I'm go. just saying, who should have been called it from the beginning? Your team Lansky. 
Team Lansky. <laughs> and that's the ending. And that's was mobsters folks a lot of meetings with a little bit of shooting spiced in there too so we're gonna play promo and when we come back we'll give you all our pins of mobsters don't go nowhere damn it okay morgan we're going what's the promo hurry people have to listen hey mike hey morgan what should we watch i don't know something good i don't think so i think we should watch something terrible why what could we possibly gain from watching bad television i don't know maybe humor maybe some insight Maybe we'll gather some infinite... Infinite knowledge? Holy smokes! Let's do it right now! Uh, Maybe we should just tune into Bad Reception with Mike and Morgan. Well, we love you. Listen to our show. (laughs) Love you. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Shout out to Mike and Morgan. I played that promo. I know their podcast has been on hiatus for a long time, but just recently, they're actually working on a feature film called Clawface, and I want to give them some love real quick. So if you go over to Instagram and put Clawface Film in the search bar and follow them, and it says in their uh, description, it's a slasher film directed by Mike Streeter, produced by Little Morgan, the lady Mo, if you want to follow her, and written by, oh, let me get his real name real quick, Josh Barbie, in the style of slasher films of the 80s, and it is now funding. You can go to uh, seedandspark.com slash fun slash Clawface just help support and get that film made. And best believe if it does, it will be reviewed on the home video. Also, see, better make a good mic. I don't have to talk shit about your movie, dog. But at the same time, he's like, nigga, at least I made a movie. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But yeah, <laughs> go check them out. And hey, I mean, Bad Reception Podcast episodes are still there. So you can still go listen back to them. And maybe get ready. Maybe they'll come back. I don't know. But you should follow them and support them anyway because they are the homies. Shout out to y'all. And now, as I need to come back from blowing up that toilet. Sorry, could you hear me pee? No, you better just, cut that out if you I didn't hear no okay. piss, but now they know you pissed. Though. I mean, I peed. It's, there might be a fan base it. out there that's like, oh, yeah. We all do it. It's oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, mobsters, what'd you think? Um, You know, I rate movies on, like, comfort. Oh, yeah. So that's I rate it based on entertainment. So, yeah. watch it again is Ooh, the big thing for me. Okay. I don't think I could watch this again. One and done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was enough. Um, I don't uh, the mobster aspect of it. I like like I like the story and everything. It just wasn't that great. I mean, critics and users agree with you. (laughs) It's rotten across the board. (laughs) But I wouldn't be opposed to watching more movies like this. I just is this your first mafia movie like this? Um, like you just seen Godfather outside of watching like documentaries, maybe damn every now and then. Like, no, I've never seen one. Oh, that lets me know what I need to get more of. Um, I would give it, I think at first I gave it a four, but I think I'm gonna give it a three. Oh, are you sure you want me to call mom now? I like your mom, of course. She's mm-hmm. the doll. Uh, but um uh, not watching this one again, mom. Sorry. Uh, we can bond over something else, though. Oh, she had more for you to choose from. Don't worry. Yeah. No. Show you a copy of Hit the Dutch Man. She, we like watching. She watches you. I love you. Oh. We love, I love 16 Candles. That was her Dirty first Patreon dancing, pick. Uh, Dirty Dancing is going to that shit. I haven't heard an old DVD copy of it at some point. We have to get to it. I've never seen it before. I've never seen many. I don't, I've seen like one Patrick Swayze movie before, I think. So I will have to watch those at some point. Three out of 10, though. As I told y'all earlier, this was a child. I'm not even being an asshole. I'm really mean it. This was a childhood fucking staple in our house. So we watch this all the time. I will say, sometimes it's weird when we do these movies on the podcast because, like, when I have to actually really watch them, pay attention, and take notes. 
I sometimes like movies a little bit less, and this is that case. Because I looked up on IMDb, I gave this a nine on IMDb. Don't like it that much now. I don't know if maybe I got older, maybe my taste, my palate is a little bit more refined out here in these streets. So I need a little bit because the story here is not told very well. As I was saying earlier, I was joking about it, but I'm serious. It's like it's not very well written. It's like I said, it's meetings and talking and meetings and talking. It's, it's, it's not really uh, clear. It's just you have to like really pay attention to really understand what's going on. Not that you should not pay attention to yeah. a movie, but I don't know. It just wasn't clear on exactly what was going on a lot of the times. I did read that um, Christian Slater, they, was talk, they were talking to him about this movie. And they said that one of the reasons why he think it didn't do very well is that it was real chopped up. Because they were saying different countries and places got different cuts of this movie. So he's like, nobody really actually saw the like definitive cut of this movie. It was all fucked up. So maybe that's why it feels so choppy and everything, because it was edited to hell, maybe. Maybe the studio interference or some shit. I don't know. But I, st- I mean, I still like it, though. I like it more than Anita did. I still would give it a seven. I still like it. And I don't know. Maybe it just might be a little bit of that childhood nostalgia too. But it is bumped down. You know? Like I said, it ain't a nine no more. I would bump it down to a seven. It's not. It wouldn't be like a go-to. It's not like a Goodfellas or something like that. Hmm. I was actually gonna give it a six, but I think I hustled on it a little bit more because, like I said, it was gonna be a six until the last twenty minutes, and I got to see your boy get all them Tommy gun bullets in his chest. I'm like, no, I'll give it a seven. Now. And the dude getting stabbed in the head, Michael Myers style, or uh, Jason Voorhees style. It's a seven. It's not one of my favorite ones. But it holds many. Like legitimately, this was actually one of the tapes. Like when I was a kid, I used to tell people all the time I had a certain uh VHS movies I would keep next to the VCR and I would just rotate them every morning before school. This was in the rotation. So yeah, don't like it as much as I did as in my younger days, but I still do enjoy it now, just not as much. And now, let's see if she answers her phone. Dun dun dun. Uh, don't call Mario. <laughs> Hi Mario. Call mama. Let's see what happens, folks. What's up, babe? What's going on, man? You busy? Uh, this is your Marco watching whatever this comedy show is. Oh, it don't sound like you're laughing very much. No, it's not funny. <laughs> I got a question for you. You're on a podcast right now. We're recording. Okay. And uh, we just watched Mobsters. Yes. <laughs> so I want. I wanted. Would you get your opinion on it? Since this was your Patreon pick too, because we had some opinions about it. I want to hear yours though. I told you, Mobsters is my second favorite behind Goodfellas. It's the second favorite. Well, I would say it comes in second place with the first Godfather. So they're tied for second. Yep. You know, on um on Rotten Tomatoes, this has a nine percent out of one hundred. <laughs> Man, that's my movie. This is uh, this was an action from beginning to the end. It might not be mostly historically accurate, but okay. it's still great. That's what I was gonna ask you about that because I told her I'm like I know most of this stuff through you. I don't. I'm not as ingrained with and everything. Because she was saying that she didn't like Lucky Luciano. She thought Meyer Lansky was smarter. and He should have been running the crew. Meyer Lansky. Would have never ran the crew because he was not an Italian. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But he actually, in real life, he's the only one. Well, he pretty much died with all the money. Yeah. He pretty much ran it behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Him and Charlie was pretty much the heads of it, but he could never be the head because he was not Italian. Um, You you was going to ask her something. What was it you was going to ask her about? Oh, and you said you had questions. I That's what I'm trying to remember what I was going to ask her about because it was something that we couldn't, it was like didn't make quite sense to us. But now nah, I don't remember. 
It's a great podcast. I know, right? Well, you must even watch it again then. Uh, <laughs> out of 10, what would you rate this movie out of 10? Uh, 9.5. Oh, so not even a 10. I thought you were going to say 10. What's missing on well, like no, point five. I can't give them that. Oh, that's that's true. True. What would have made it a 10? And what would have brought that score up five point or point five? If Goodfellas wasn't around. <laughs> <laughs> she never seen Goodfellas. We had to watch that. This is her first like mafia oh, movie. What the, what? This is her first one. Well, she gotta catch up. There's plenty. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the current ones. You know, the original Scarface. Now that's a mafia movie. Oh yeah, I got that one here. That's the real mafia movie. That's a good one too. If you want to go back to that and Ma Barker, those were in a different realm. But the most current ones is Goodfellas, Godfather, Monsters. I remember what I, I remember what I was gonna ask you. Um because the beginning of the movie, it was old boy Don Maserio. He gets the dude gets shanked in front of him. He's like, these niggas came from Harlem and they stabbed my nephew. So, yeah. so how, as, as black people, how come black people love mafia movies so much, even though they diss us in like every movie? It's not so much as dissing. It's just, well, they did, they were more, more less intimidated by black people. Mm-hmm. And we love it because we like the thought of the power and control. Black people were able to get together as they did. We could be a lot more powerful than we are. But we love the essence of the control and the power and the, the intrigue and the money. As you know, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Yeah, she said the line, folks. That's from, that's from good fellas. <laughs> you know, that's my ring. When you call me, that's what's going to say. It does. They, when you heard, that's her notification. It says that. Oh my gosh, I mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my tagline on Facebook as well. <laughs> Now, as I was talking when I was yeah, younger, I never I thought about that until I got older. And I was like, why do black people like these movies so much? <laughs> because of that reason. And as I said, they were intimidated, even though they also stole the lottery from us. That's yeah. where numbers running became the lottery. Mm-hmm. It was the numbers running. We had that and they stole it from us. But we just like it for that reason. We like the, the power and the control. I was telling her um, I have to show her hoodlum at some point so she could see the black version, like with Bumpy Johnson and everything. Yes. And the I, Queen Madeline, she was a, that deal too. Yeah, as I know, Lucky Luciano's a part of that movie too, and Dutch Schultz. Dutch Schultz, yep. Oh, and so did so. Oh, was, Dutch Schultz myself, huh? Now I was gonna say, I was well, you already kind of hinted at. But I was gonna say just because I told them about your your collection. Tell them about your mafia collection yeah. in case they don't believe me. I got all the mafia collection <laughs> from back to the 1930s to current. Mm-hmm. Can't say something I don't have from movies to books. The cookbooks. There it is. I, I told him about the cookbook. <laughs> yes. I even got my fake Tommy gun. That's right. Yeah, she does have a Tommy gun. You got the, the Tommy gun vodka thing too, right? Yes, I do. And the bullets that you gave me, the ice making bullets. Let's talk about that too, yeah. I got all the um, shot glasses. I love yep. Mafia. If I could have been part of it, I would have, but not as nobody's wife. I got to be a soldier in that game. There you go. You got to be my Barker. You know it. <laughs> Well, you see what happens to them most of these movies anyway. Well, no, not they just get cheated on it with the goomans and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, it's never very fun. But real gangsters never kill women and children. So so mom disagrees with all of y'all that gave it bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. That's because they don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) And yes, Al Capone, I have all the posters and everything. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you too. Thank you for saying Al Capone. At the end of the movie, that's because that's what we were wondering about. We were talking, we were looking at to the commission because Anita was confused 
because they were saying Lucky Luciano came in there and was like, look, we ain't gonna have no main boss no more. We're all gonna be bosses. But then, uh-huh. but then, dude was like, "Hey, I make, I want to make Lucky Luciano the head of the organization." So, I was like, ain't that still technically a boss? Pretty much. He wasn't gonna say it outright himself. He was trying to be generous and say, "Hey, we all gonna do this together." But then they say, "Hey, well, we want you to do." He's like, "All right, I got you." Okay. We just waiting for someone to say it. So we would make Al very happy, but. Oh, see, now the other question I was going to ask you, because I was like, just from what I know about Al Capone and seeing him like beating people in the head with baseball bats, I would feel like he wouldn't agree with Homeboy even being in that position. He would probably want to be in that position, right? Well, he kind of did, but at the same time, he's like, yeah, you know, go ahead, let him have it. Fuck it. Anything happens, it'll fall on him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let him take all the... Well, because Al Capone was in Chicago and Lucky Luciano was in New York, right? Yeah, they had different outfits. Oh yeah, so yeah, just so, let me, y'all do what y'all do. He was in New York and he was in Chicago doing his own thing. Okay, so yeah, was... when he started in New York, he came to Chicago. Oh okay, that's why he had to, you know, he had to leave. That's why I told Anita, you'll know all this stuff. I don't know a lot of it like you do. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things that a lot of people didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like uh, Al Capone, one of his favorite places to go was the Hot Springs. Hmm. We like to, and nobody know about that. I ain't never heard that before. <laughs> of course you didn't. Y'all don't know a lot of things. That's okay. So what what do you rate the Tom Hardy Capone movie where he was just like dooking on himself the whole movie? I refuse to watch that. I'm not watching that. I refuse and I'm not going to. For That's a, the bull. Nobody gonna see that part. For a Anita context. Oh, okay. I watched like 20 minutes. I turned that garbage off. I'm not watching that. Oh, it was hilarious. I had to watch it. Brendan and Nathan made me watch it for their podcast. It was like two hours of it, too. <laughs> it was I'll terrible. The most part. I don't want him to see that part. Yeah, that was weird. It was weird to make a whole movie about Why that. Someone want to document that. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. Yeah, that syphilis got him, but nobody would see all that part. I like the, the good parts, the sensationalized part. Mm-hmm. Like the untouchables, even though that was a good movie, too, but that was very false. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think they even That's come out and say that. Knew, they knew each other. They never even met in real life. Oh, Elliot Ness. Yeah, he never even knew him in real life. No, oh, okay. And it wasn't him chasing him like that. And like they said in the movie, it was really the account that brought him down. It had nothing to do with Elliot Ness. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a lot more interesting to see Elliot Ness chasing him around. Oh, yeah, we had that whole TV show. Most definitely, which was great, too. We can have that, too. <laughs> I know. You're welcome. <laughs> Most definitely, because my baby knows what I like. That's right. <laughs> All right, there it is. Yeah, we had some questions. I was like, I'm just gonna go to the source and ask mom because I'm like, she'll know more about this stuff than I do. All day, every day. That's all test my It's a test your knowledge. Said, don't test me. <laughs> oh, don't test your knowledge. I got you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so eventually I'm gonna get to the uh, DC and go to the uh, the real museum so I can see all that stuff. There's a gangster museum. Yes, there is. Uh-huh. Where they got all the real art stuff that you know took it from everybody, the FBI. Oh, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. I forgot about that. Going on that untouchable tour in Chicago was cool and mm-hmm. stuff in Vegas, but I got to go see the real stuff. Yeah, at the museum, don't they got the Bonnie and Clyde car that they shot up? Yeah, okay. Yep, that's there in Vegas. Well, Bonnie and Clyde is a gangster movie. It's not mobster, right? That's gangster, okay. yes. That's not really gangster. That's the difference, They're I guess. Gangsters. There's a difference. Okay. Of having a real organized Omerta contract and gang versus just bank robbing, bug, and gang drug dealers. Those are different. <laughs> not to say. 
Okay. Even though these fans, you know, put their toes in some of that stuff, but it's a little different. Yeah. Not actually what you want to call organized crime. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, it's your All first right, milestone. Don't hate me for my score. Uh-oh. I'm getting my feet wet. <laughs> what did she score it? I'm going to let her tell you. I mean, what did you score it? I gave it a three. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> it was her first time. It was my first time. I got it. I got to show her. Loved it. I got to show her good fellas now to see. I want to see the difference now. Well, good fellas is great. Is that the one, that if, one? If I was to show her like her next gangster movie, would that be the one I should show her or something else? You should show her that. All Has right. she even seen Sopranos? I've seen up to like the last season. Oh. Oh, you got some weird in okay. Yeah. Oh, you got, I like that show too. You like it? Yeah. Oh, okay. We well, got some cred back for you then. <laughs> well, that's great. See? You can't go wrong with Sopranos. Have to, we have to watch Except Goodfellas. The ending. Yeah, the ending was weird. The ending was, yeah. I thought that everyone liked the sense. ending. It was no, like, everybody hated the ending. the ending. The ending messed us all up. Uh, yeah, mom was yelling at me. Yeah, mom was like, the cable, check the cable. Make sure the cable didn't come out. I'm just running behind the TV like, mom, it's plugged in. I didn't do it. I mean, you're hitting the guy. I'm like, the guide button, I'll turn the channel. like, that channel's working. I'm like, it's something wrong with the channel. I thought the channel went out. And then the, the, and we they just made us all upset. We had to go to the pull our phones up, go to the internet. Yeah, going I was looking on the internet like, what happened? Did HBO go down? And it was like, right when I started looking stuff up, the name it said like created by David Chase popped up. I was like, wait, was was that supposed to happen? <laughs> Terrible. And you just go to the internet, all the web little stuff, and everybody's just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Everybody's mad as hell. Online. Yeah. So, so no, no, no. I, I won't say nobody, but I will say mostly everybody hated that ending. Oh, it's just the most talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They talk about it a lot, but everybody hated it. And yeah. then I don't think nobody liked that movie. They came out with a movie too, not too long ago. I never saw the movie. It was not good at all. There you go. It was. It, no, I wish I could take my time back of watching that. <laughs> it made no sense. It was it was bad. <laughs> I mean, the only the real cool thing that everybody talked about is that they actually had James Gandolfini's son playing. That was like the one yep. thing everybody liked because he looked just like him. Yeah, but it was so only pretty much about his dad. Mm. He were hang around with some black gangsters. Oh, it, it was just it made no sense. And why still was bald head? It still's not bald. He got an old head of hair. Yeah, um, he, he was about. It was like they're supposed to be best friends all through high school. Isn't that? He act like he really just met him. Oh, uh, it was stupid. And it was the, it was the same guy from the show, so he just messed up his own storyline. <laughs> uh, it was stupid. I, I did never watched that. Again. I did see. I don't. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I did see that David Chase actually did come out and apologize for that movie. So he even knows, I guess, that it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, it was not great. And I was mad, and that's one thing I'll never owe. I don't even think you can. I don't even think they released it after. that. <laughs> I would never want to. <laughs> That's funny. All right, Mom. Well, I'm going to holler back at you. I'm going to let you go so we can finish up this podcast. But thank you for your insights. No problem. Anytime. And Anita, watch it again and rescore it. <laughs> so when I come to California, we have problems. Next Uh-oh. time we come out there, you're going to have it playing. You just force me to watch it. She's going to do like, like, go, like a down. clockwork orange, how you that thing yeah. holding your eyes open the whole time. <laughs> Sit down and you appreciate this right now. <laughs> Second time is better. <laughs> All right, kids. All right, Ma. See, talk to y'all later. Bye. Later. Love you. Love you. Bye.
There you go, folks. Special appearance from mom. I was surprised you even mentioned anything about the score. I wasn't even going to bring that She's up. She's going to listen to the episode. <laughs> I wasn't I even going to say listens, nothing. So I'm just like, let me get ahead of this right now. Okay. Before yeah. I get in trouble later. <laughs> well, did the answers enlighten you at all? You feel better about some of this stuff? Yeah. Okay. It makes sense now. I guess how she explained it. And shit, yeah. But. I feel like we got to some of the conclusions on our own. But yeah. The, got the confirmation. Yeah. The confirmation that we know. Yeah. So there it is. And I guess I got to show you Goodfellas at some point now. So. Like a plan. <laughs> I, I do legitimately love that movie, though. So I'm, that's no issue for me. Sounds like a plan. Oh, that's a good one to bring up. So I got to teach you a little bit more. We done some teaching you about the gang life, the mafia life. Now I'm going to teach you about some of this black history. And today we're going to tell you about the Moors from 1 to 1500. I guess it almost, that's the year it said. So the Moors were an Islamic nomadic people of Northern Africa who conquered most of Spain and Portugal in the early 700s. With their advances in astronomy, math, art, and farming, the Moors helped transition Europe into the Renaissance period. The Moors' capital city, Cordova, was known as the most beautiful and civilized city in Europe during this time. Unlike other parts of Europe where most people couldn't read or write at the time, the people that lived under Moorish rule were educated. So you're welcome. <laughs> the Moors introduced many things to Spain, including many different types of foods and crops, including lemons, cotton, silk, and sugar cane. You're welcome again. Though they were defeated in the 1400s, the African Moors strongly influenced Spanish culture for over 700 years, and they still do to this day. And that is the Moors. More, please. There you go. Hey. So, let's see. Let's go on and get this good old Patreon list back out again so we can figure out what we're going to do next. Mobsters, you're officially off the books. Let me get the dice. Yes, ma'am. Appreciate you. Because now it's going to be fun trying to see what we're going to do now. Because we're getting, we we finally whittling them down, folks. So, we got the dice. What are we going to do next? We got about nine or ten more movies, I think. So we're going to do genre-wise. Is that drama? That is drama again. I thought you said we were going to break off for Patreon for a second. We, I was thinking about breaking off for Patreon. Okay, let's see. Hmm. The movie, I had two ideas for breaking off. All right, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say them. I don't know why I'm trying to be suspicious or secretive with you. But I told Anita, because she's a big fan of these movies, I was going to do it with PJ, but with the on and off nature of us recording and then... Us just both. You needed somebody that gave a fuck. Like with Star Wars. Those episodes, in my opinion, were fun because I love Star Wars and PJ was indifferent to it. Or he just flat out hated it. I was thinking about going through all of the MCU movies in order with Anita because Anita loves those fucking movies. I am like a lot of them. I like some of them. I love a few. And then other ones, I just... I've never even seen all of them before. But then the other thing that would also have that same dynamic are the Harry Potter films because I've never seen any of them and she loves them. She has wands and shit here somewhere probably. <laughs> so I was thinking about one of those two, but I don't know which because the Marvel ones, are that's a long fucking ordeal because I'm talking like all that shit. I'm the series, the movies, the shorts, all that shit is going to get covered just like with Rocky when we did Ricky one and all that. So you know what? I'll leave it up to you. Are you want to leave it up to the dice? Let's leave it up to the dice. Because you know, yeah, next week we'll take a little Patreon break. And we'll, we'll just start. a baby break. I promise we'll get back. We'll just alternate weeks or some shit, maybe. Oh, that's a good idea. And uh, so the next one, we, we'll still use the dice. So I'm trying to think of 
Uh, let's see. I would say, okay, let's try it like this. If we get sci-fi or adventure, we can do MCU. If we get the ghost, mm-hmm. or I guess it would be horror. If we get horror or the little fucking face with the cross eyes or some shit. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Then we'll do Harry Potter. Okay. I'm not even going to look at the dice. I'm going to roll them next to her. She'll just tell me what pops up. So y'all know I ain't cheating. Harry Potter! It was a go. Okay, so... Fuck. I guess <laughs> Harry <laughs> Potter and what's the, the Sorcerer's Stone is the first one, right? Yeah. Or the Philosopher's Stone. I think if you're in the UK, I think they changed it for some reason. I don't remember why. So yeah, I guess Harry Potter's up next. A Brent's never seen like a motherfucker. And yeah, and then we'll get back to Patreon again. Let me actually, let me pull that back. I want to see how many more we got left. Hey, and Nicole, if you're listening, you still ain't sent that Patreon pick yet. <laughs> so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, exactly 10 now. So we got 10 left. And then I'll get every, I'll take a couple weeks, get everybody's picks again. That's the current patron of the $3 tier or if the fresh $1 tier is all that good shit. And then we'll get the next batch going and we'll get through them a lot quicker. I promise. Now that we got stability here. I'm so excited to see what you think of your partner. This is going to be great. It's going to be, will it be Lord of the Rings again? I feel like this <sighs> is going to be a fight in our relationship. Oh, well, you we know, fight strife though. grows relationships. Mm. I already knocked Lord of the Rings and she loves that shit too, so. That doesn't really hurt my soul that much. Harry Potter would, it would hurt me if you didn't like it. And like I said, it would, oh, does this mean, because like I said, I'm a completionist. So does this mean I have to watch the Beyond, no, no what the fuck are they called? No, the Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts? Beast. Yes. No, that, this does not mean you have to watch it if you want to. Are they a part of this series? They are the prequel, but they count. Series. They they follow the same plot. They lead into the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. So that but means it's a we're really doing those big time gap. We're doing those too, folks. <sighs> if they all count. Well, we're starting with Harry Potter. Oh no, we we do. That's what I'm saying. We always yes. do release order. Okay. Because I'm sure if I was the fuck, I watched the prequels first, and there's like little hints of things that I would have known if I watched these first. It's the same thing. Why I show PJ Star Wars, and I, mean, I didn't do one, two, three. I did four, five, six, one, two, three. Release order always is my go-to. Harry Potter is two hours and 32 fucking minutes long. Ugh. All right. We'll Does get not it. feel that long. Oh, we'll see. Beautiful thing is that it is on HBO Max and Peacock. I own both. So at least I got that going for me. I'm and sure I have the Blu-rays. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Outside, ain't it? <laughs> but they're streaming. So, yeah. So, again, it's going to be a big one, folks. Harry, but once we get through Harry Potter, we'll figure out if we'll do MCU or something else. But for now, so that's like, how many movies is that? Like, is seven Harry Potter movies? And then like two Fantastic Beasts movies? Three. There's three? Mm-hmm. Shit. So that's 10 movies. Fuck. Rocky was, t- damn, it keeps being 10 movies. I got to quit picking, picking these fucking series. so good. Then we'll plan another Universal trip because we need to go to Nintendo. Super Mario World or Land or whatever. Super Nintendo Land or whatever the fuck it's Nintendo. called. I think it's Super Mario. Is it Super Mario? Oh. I think it's just Super Mario, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what it is next week, so get ready. <laughs> but if you want to... Oh, actually, I'm, she has been telling you, so I'll go ahead and let her tell her. Oh. Or tell it. You want to tell her where to follow you on social media? Um, Instagram. I think my... Twitter handle is the same thing. Again, don't use either or, so no rush. It's N-I-I-T-A-J-E-W-E-L. Need a jewel. And if you want to, you can just holler at me and I will relay her the message because I'm always on Twitter. This is people always messaging me because I'm that nigga. You can follow me on Twitter at 
capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase iCast, HVH Podcast on Twitter, Home Video Hustle Podcast on Instagram, Home Video Hustle on Facebook and YouTube, and Patreon.com slash Home Video Hustle if you want to help support the show. And $1 tier, I'm, I'm going to actually start doing bonus episodes again now that I got Anita here with me. I mean, I can make her watch some stuff. Or I can just watch because I did. Um, the Criterion sale just had, or didn't just happen, but it's been has actually about to end. I got two new Criterion Blu-rays, two movies I technically already own, but I had to get them on Blu-ray because I love them. I got Hollywood Shuffle, which we reviewed on the podcast by in 2018, and Coolie High. Now, I was like, you know, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. I complained for years about Criterion not putting out a lot of black movies, and so I was like, I'm gonna buy some black ones. Or you could do the movie that I forced you to watch with me, and it's my day to pick a movie. I made you watch Bumblebee. I forgot, I've already forgotten that movie, so it's too late. You liked it, didn't it? I gave it a six. <laughs> of all the Transformers movies, it was not terrible, like all the other ones. So I gave it a six. I don't, I didn't, because I saw Transformers 1 when it was new in the theater, and I remember just being like, mm. I don't remember my exact feelings about it. I remember everybody, Jeff and him was like, oh, yeah, she was hard. I'm like, eh, it's kind of whack. But Transformers The Last Night, though, oh, I remember that one. And that's an easy one out of 10. That movie sucked. Ass. Where's my button at? That shit is a, a two pack of ass. Yeah. No, it, it sucks. It sucks ass. It they're sucks donkey to dick. Be great movies. They're just They're not fun. even they're not even fun Explosions. bad. They're not even fun bad. Oh my gosh. Again, I, you know what I said Transformers the last night? No, I'm gonna say the whole series. That shit is a, a two pack of ass. Oh, we're going to go see the new one. I mean, I, need, I might need a good nap. I've been tired lately. <laughs> I fell asleep during the one multiple times. So, I mean, y'all can't tell me, oh, you're going to fall asleep. Do I allow that? Yeah. You always say you're going to fall asleep during movies I pick and you don't. You know the funny thing? Because I'm a, I'm a good boyfriend. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know the funny thing, though? I don't remember which one it was, but I legit slept through an entire Harry Potter movie in the theater. I'm not even, I'm not even being asked one. I'm dead serious. We went to go see, it was with Jeff and them again, too. I think it was... Um, I think you told me it was Gobble of Fire. Ah, oh, that sounds about right. That might be it. And the maze. I, I, I was up for like 10 minutes. Oh. <laughs> I legit... Because um, we went to... It was a packed theater. And we went and... Uh, we had to sit in the front row, the one that you like. But I mean like the front, like the very first row. And so it was like one of the ones where you're sitting like this. I like the front row if we go to the movie with the nice seats. I don't mind. I'll see Galeen. Because I can lean back. Yeah. I mean... It doesn't bother me. This is before that. We weren't leaning back. And we I don't like over. sitting next to people. So usually there's no one there. That's true, too. I hate sitting next to people. I do, too. I feel you. It's just so weird. But nah, yeah. I, I went to go see that movie. I fell asleep in 10 minutes and I woke up. Credits was running. So technically, I saw a Harry Potter movie for 10 minutes. <laughs> you did not see. <laughs> I saw it the first 10 minutes. Okay. And then I was like, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch good. Yellow Jackets tonight. So we'll keep you updated. What is it? You about to watch Yellow Jacket? I'm about to watch. Yeah. Now I'm about to go watch that toilet bowl. I'm about to go take me a nice little shit real quick. Yeah. For sharing. Again, I needed a nice nap, so I guess I'm about to get another one. No, you're gonna like Yellow Jackets, and I want to rewatch the first season because the season two just came out. I heard season two sucked. I did too, but oh, I still want to okay. watch it. I like to form my own opinion. Hey, let me know if y'all think Secret Invasion sucks. Cause I think it sucks. Oh my god, it sucks so bad. <laughs> it sucks <laughs> so bad. It sucks, monkey fuck. Angry video game nerd. So bad. It's boring. We're gonna watch that last fuck. episode because we've made it this far. You know what? But we are not. I'm not even like begging him to turn it on on Wednesdays. Usually, I'm like, we gotta watch. Like Last of Us. I was like, we gotta well, watch Last of Us was on it. Last, last of Us, you was on it. The House of the Dragon, you was on I it. Was on, this, I'm just like, I think there's some. Oh else yeah. Oh, Mandalorian. Came out that that came out, huh? <laughs> I was just like, you, no. I, it was legit. The one that was like, you want to watch Secret Invasion? You was like, oh yeah. 
<laughs> and then one day I just said no. I was like, we'll watch it later. Yeah, she did just, I was like, I'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> no, that, there's your bonus episode. We're going to talk about that on here. So, oh, no, if we do MCU, we're going to have to watch it again. Fuck. <laughs> no, we don't have to watch it again. We just watched no, it. No, 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 no. We watching those in order, baby. It's going to take a while well, to get through all those. It's going to be a while. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, it's going to be a while for you to get to that anyway. That's way late in the uh, game. So, no, you know, I'm going to save it. Okay. That's going to be an actual episode now. I'll just tell you now, though, it sucks. It sucks. It's just like I didn't hate the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I did like it, but it's the same thing I thought about that one. It did not need to be episodic. You could have made a two-hour little movie and been done with it. And as I saying, the Secret Invasion is even more egregious, in my opinion. Like, this did not need to be weekly. This needed to just be a little Disney Plus exclusive movie. And we'd all watched it and been done with it and probably would have never thought about it At again. the end of every episode, I'm just like, what? progress like i just feel like there's no progression on the story no at all i'm just like what happened i don't even i don't even i remember i knew it was bad after even the first episode when they spoilers 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 when they killed maria hill and i was felt nothing i'm just like oh yeah that happened and they <laughs> won't let her die like they just keep bringing it up mm-hmm. constantly. it's it's not great it's it's not great yeah save yourself though but we're going to find out if that Harry Potter is great next week. I'm so excited. I can tell. Like, I just so can't pumped. hide it. <laughs> so freaking pumped. I might, I might go all out and get you like a special dinner that night. Mm, some butter beer, whatever the fuck it's called. Ooh, I'm not driving to LA for butter beer, but. Oh, okay. I think Trader Joe's has their own version of butter beer. Oh, is it just beer with butter in it? No, you had a butterbeer when we went. It's like butterscotch. That was the joke. Oh. I'm fucking with you. I'm sorry. Damn. I'm not this I'm not quick with jokes like that. Oh, it's alright, I got you. It's, uh, it's fine. Man. I'm cute. I'm not. You are gorgeous. You're gorgeous. <laughs> I want to touch your body. <laughs> okay, in this episode. Yeah. Well, I got oh, I was I think I cut myself off, but yeah, on Patreon, yeah. I'm just in case you didn't know you. I know there are some people new to the show. And I um I forget. I'm sorry, I forgot your name, dog. But over at Poor Company yesterday, homie was like, yo, man, I listen to your show. He's like, I really love your show, man. I'm going to keep listening. I appreciate you, homie. I'm just terrible with names. I see your face all day. Raul? Yes. Thank I you. I love Raul. There you go. Hi, Raul. With the glasses and everything. Oh, yeah. He did say he listened. Yeah. He's so nice. I apologize. I was He's like, like, so, so nice. He cool. That was like, shook my hand like, yo, I'm a f- I fuck with that show. Player, he didn't say it like that. But he's like, I fuck with that show, homie. I was like, that's what's up, man. Keep listening. I got you. He let me borrow his Star Wars box set. That's how I've watched Ooh. all the movies. Ain't got to do that Disney no more. Plus. Yeah, yeah, it was before Disney Plus. No, I'm saying I got them now. Yeah. But yeah. He, he let me. He's... I told him I'd never seen them, and he was like, I'm bringing them to you. And he literally brought them to Mario. And then yeah. he borrowed them, which was very nice, because I don't let anyone borrow anything. No, and never. And I returned them to him in good care. There you go. That's how, as it should be. Yes. So, yeah. So, Harry Potter coming up next. I will In Patreon, I was going to say, $1 tier, people. You got to do it once. So, if you got $1, now we did your movie. I appreciate you, but you're done now. $3 tier, people. You know we keep, keep on going, baby. So we'll see what's going on next once we get through these next 10. So yeah, it sounds like yeah. probably up into the holiday house. Let the $1 tier refresh. One da- one time. <laughs> okay. $3 tiers where you get to do it over and over and over again. <laughs> okay, Nelly. Yeah. So I got one thing left to tell everybody other than that. I'm Brent. I'm Anita. I'm gonna get her to do it there, Harry Potter. I'm like, you gonna do it for Harry Potter. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you are. I like to keep you waiting. I'm gonna just keep reminding mom you gave monsters a three every time you don't do it. 
<laughs> have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good rest of whatever the fuck day you listen to this on. Mobsters is not streaming, so if you want to watch it, you got to rent it or go buy the DVD. It's pretty cheap. The Blue Rass Hall is $9.99. So go check it out and see. Did you like it? Are you a me or did you give it a seven or are you with a need and you give it a three? I want to know. Like Joe, I want to know. So let me know, folks. And yeah, it's it's one of them big ones next week, apparently. Is we going we going Star Wars, Lord of the Ring level shit next week. And if I don't like it, I'm already I'm getting the bulletproof ready for your ass. I got I got higher hopes for this. Cause I think Harry Potter might be alright. Cause I did read the book and I liked that first book. I never went past that first book. I was a one and done. I liked the book. I was done with it. But we'll see if the movie movies I ain't got no choice. I gotta watch these now, so. And with her, I can't like skip around like we did Lord of the Rings. So no, even though Lord of the Rings, we only we did one and three because I told I, after one, me and PJ said we're done. We're not watching these ever again. But then we had a Patreon give us the third one. So I was like, well, fuck. No skipping. <laughs> I'm no skipping. Well, I guess if it was just me, if I didn't like the first one, I would just not even bother. But I ain't got that choice now. So I got a Harry Potter fan in the house and listeners that love that shit too. So let's see if you still love me if I don't love this movie. Or maybe I will. I don't know. You'll find out. So come back on Friday next week. And until then, peace.